Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the morning sickness. How are you? It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo is here. We are off and running, ready for another glorious day here in paradise. And I did a neti pot this morning before I left. How'd it go? Oh, my God. My nose won't stop just gushing goo. So if it, if any point license plate come out any other oh no objects? I do it I do them all the time usually at night I haven't done one before uh, and man it's just like ready to you can feel it like at any minute now it's just going to be a faucet so if it starts you'll just know because my tongue will be out catching all the extra because that's what I have to do to make it not hit the ground so mm, right in many <laughs> 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 pots are the best. Their saviors want to assist. We got, I got poured on last night. Tons of rain. Another one. Not a drop. They That's keep good. saying on the news the, the airport hasn't had any rain. Come to my house. It's been tons. Like, there's no drought at my place. It's just every time it rains, it's raining right on my house like Charlie Brown. It's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Looks like it's been brewing the past couple of nights. Just so finally it paid off. Clobbered. But it was like this little tiny region of the city. You guys probably got a little We got nothing. nothing, nothing. Wind. I don't yeah, think so. Either, wind. It was a full-on lightning thunder crashing. It was awesome. It was great. I highly recommend it for everybody. And I think it moved up uh, north of uh, central Phoenix. So it was great. There was a big tree down in my neighborhood. So Got some wind. Well, if it's a mesquite, that can happen if a kid bumps into it. So. It's awesome. And better still, I don't know if you guys are watching Hard Knocks on HBO. It's addictive. It's an amazing show. But I watched uh, Hard Knocks last night. Now, here's the thing you need to know about Hard Knocks. I get a call about 6.45. It starts at 7. It's from uh, TV's Doug Hopkins. You watching Hard Knocks? I'm like, not yet. It's not on. We're going to watch it. We'll be up in the morning. We'll be listening. Like, you think I'm going to talk about Hard Knocks, the Jets, Hard Knocks, for sure? You should. <clears throat> you should. I'm like, why? Because... Aaron Rodgers, maybe the greatest player that's ever walked on the face of the earth. I'm like, oh, here we go. He's all in. So here's the thing about hard knocks. And I felt bad because I listened to to a man who's been a Jets fan his whole life. And keep in mind, I know it's hard to believe when you see him on TV, but Doug is the same age as me. I know. (laughs) Come on. I know. (laughs) You should see him with his new hair, though. He looks great. Hard knocks. For Jets fans, Jets are the Jets are the Browns. With they are, they're three years removed. That's impossible. The Jets are the Browns. They're three years removed from the Browns' run 
of championships before we started counting championships. They forget the NFL didn't have the Super Bowl till like 1966. The Jets got theirs in 68 or 69. Prior to that, the Browns won every year. The Browns, the Packers, they were always winning. The Colts, the Browns were like eight in a row. They had like, ah, we're constant. And then Super Bowl era happened, and the Browns became the Browns. The Jets got the luckiest Super Bowl ever with Joe Namath, the most, by the way, overrated quarterback in a Hall of Fame. And I'll throw out there for people who hate that, Terry Bradshaw's on that list. So I'm not coming from a place of just being a dick. My own guy. Is on that list. Is, you know, numbers. Right. I mean, Terry Bradshaw's numbers aren't impressive. He's like 50 50 on interceptions and touchdowns. Terry, but so is Joe Namath. Joe Namath never had like any good seasons throwing the ball. That's he, how powerful a Super Bowl is. Super Bowls are huge. Leadership is huge. Uh, and, you know, he, he was a Hall of Fame mind and a tough guy. But Joe Namath got a Super Bowl. And that wasn't, you know, that was a team that shouldn't have won it. The Colts kind of laid down. So, watch listening to a Jets fan talk about hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers, and I know this kills you as a Bears fan. I haven't watched it. It's, <laughs> and, and, you, and it's tough because <laughs> they make him so incredibly likable. That's what I've heard. And that, that's why like, I'm like, all nope, you do is just go, man, that Aaron Rodgers. I want to be friends with him. Uh, it is heroin to the football fan. The Bengals a couple years ago were on hard knocks. People are like, I think there's something. I think yeah. there's something here. Last year, the Lions. With Dan Campbell. Now, they ended up having a decent, a decent ending. Season. They were 1-7 and seven to start the year. They had a decent comeback based on some really clunky games. That 1-7 Lions team could have very easily been a five-win team. They ended up going strong at the end, winning some games, and but they're bouncing off some bad teams. And then ended up beating a really messed-up Packer team last game of the season. The Lions are, they'll be okay. They're a 500, maybe 500-plus team. But everybody last year after the Lions, oh, the Lions might win 12 games. Hard Knocks makes you feel like you're watching maybe the greatest football team of all time. Yesterday's had to have Doug just had to be whacking off to Hard Knocks because they showed their Carolina preseason game. They beat Carolina. A good majority of the footage was the fourth quarter where they just secured the shutout of Carolina. Now, we're talking about four-string guys against four-string guys making plays. They kept showing the coaches, pumping their fists and everything. No one watches the fourth quarter of preseason at all and gets excited. None of those guys are going to be on the team. Most all of them Three are out. the stadium is out. Oh, in Carolina, it was just empty. It was 27 to nothing. Why stick around for the ending of that? So I'm sitting there listening to him. He calls me. You know what you got to do? Get on that fan duel. Put $500 down right now that Aaron Rodgers will be the MVP of the season. That's, that's happening. That's a guarantee. And when the, and the Jets are going to be in the AFC Championship, I'm like, my God, we're 23 weeks from, from what you're talking about. You have cemented them in. I think it's dangerous for fans to watch hard knocks. I think it makes, even last year, the only thing that the in-season hard knocks is where you get the truth because the Cardinals last year, it exposed all that. That was pretty go- solid. That was sad. Because you're watching a bunch of guys like just fall apart. Like during the season, hard knocks. There's no Mexico trip. There's no uh, dressing up. What's going on? It is happening live. The preseason. There's hope, and they can focus in. Nobody's making mistakes. You know, when they do, they're like, "Well, he might not make the team." Doug Hopkins is unfortunately. We need to have an intervention. He can't watch hard knocks anymore because he's going to lose all of his. He's going to lose all this hard earned Doug Hopkins money, betting stupid bets like they're going to win the. 
championship, and you do that back in September. Now, you can make a bet that your team's going to win the Super Bowl now. It's kind of like a thing, but you can't get too excited about it. Well, does Doug have the $500 guarantee on this? So if it doesn't $5, win... $5,000 well, I know, but he yeah. said 500 for you, so that's why I was like, all right. Right. And so it's is it guaranteed on this? $8,000 win. So I want a $5,000 guarantee back that if it doesn't win, at least I get five of the eight yeah, I would have won. Yeah, all right, I'm in. I got the 5000 Doug Doug right, Hopkins Doug. slash FanDuel $5,000 guarantee. <laughs> But it's sad, and I'm, tell- I'm telling him, I'm like, look, Doug, calm it down a little bit. I'm like, you're O for your lifetime in Jets championships. You're 51-year-old, 52-year-old man. You have got to start to realize the Jets are going to Jet. The Browns are going to Brown. It's what those franchises do. They have spike seasons. They go out and grab free agents and spend a ton of money, and then they become the team they always are, which is the Jets. The Jets are loaded. They're going to do something terribly stupid. To ruin this. There's going to be an offensive lineman that misses an assignment. Aaron Rodgers is going to explode. Fumble. There might be a butt fumble. The Jets going to jet. Yeah, butt fumble is their, their biggest moment when they were a good team then. Butt fumble. couple AFC championship games with Mark Sanchez. I mean, they've... The Jets going to jet. Come on, though. I mean... Brady, Jets going to jet. You're hopeful. Oh, you're, right. Right. you're a Valderie Valderie well, guy. Uh, I mean, the one thing that's different... I can understand. Stop. You watch the Nothing's hard knocks, different. it gets you fired up. Yes. If you're a Jet fan, I get it. You're Temper expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Hard knocks does it to everybody. <laughs> Terrible teams. You start feeling Outsiders, like, wow, they're pretty it good. It just gets you fired up for football. Hey? The Raiders a couple years ago, you're like, man, I'm afraid of this team. Because they focus on Max Crosby. At the time, they had Antonio Brown going nuts. Carr was like, oh, my God, this is the best camp any quarterback's ever had. Then you realize it's camp. The Bears, for God's sake. People get excited about the Bears. Bears going to bear. Yeah, well. You just know it. Bears have a chance this year. No, they don't. They're the Bears. You, you ever look at the playoffs and notice that it's always the same teams with an occasional interloper? Got a wild card. Occasionally you're like, hi, we're the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're here for a week. Okay. And they show up and you're like, geez, the Jags might be. And then the Jags going to Jag. Always the same teams. And then they look back and they go, who's the new guy? Oh, don't worry about it. He'll just be here this year. Maybe next. The Bengals are trying to buck that trend. They're trying. They're trying. But what I do know about the Bengals is sometimes they're good. And they get to the Super Bowl and they lose it. And then they're done. (laughs) Then they kind of dance around the Super Bowl for a couple years. Then they go away again. Teams like that always end up going away for 10 years. Sticking around for three or four. Poor Jets fans. They're, they're getting massive doses of heroin every week from Liv Schreiber and HBO. And now Aaron Rodgers. And it's just a, it's <laughs> it's just a shame. It's more about Liv Schreiber now, yeah. more and more. It's the hard just knocks. a shame. Did he fly in again on the second episode? No, he stayed away this time. Okay. He was just really, they, they did clip him in there. And they had to, it was a great show. I'm watching it. Oh, man, this Jets team's dangerous. But I'm a, I'm a knowledgeable sports fan that turns and says, Jets going to Jet. So you think Aaron's a CTs for uh, Doug and the rest of the Jets fans? Or yeah, oh, Aaron, yes. <laughs> I mean that's the best way to put it. But he is a, as Brett said, a CTs. <laughs> he is a huge <laughs> tease. And when he goes out there and uh, doesn't play perfectly, and they're oh god damn it, it'll be Salah's fault, the coach. It's up to the line. And New York will end up like Boston and start making. 9-11 jokes about putting a Middle Eastern team in charge of something called the Jets, a Middle Eastern coach. <laughs> we got a Middle Eastern coach and we're the Jets. Whose idea was this? 
to bet that they're going to turn on him. Jets going to jet. Cardinals going to Cardinal. They just do it. Yeah, we already I mean, know Cardinals that. are a perfect example of what I'm talking about. They go out, they get some free agents, they knock one out of the yard, and they're like, oh my God, the Cardinals, they might have something here. Blip! Back to being the Cardinals. And they've been the Cardinals since. You had that little run with Carson Palmer, like, hey, they're holding it down. They're, they're close. Blip! Cardinals being Cardinals. It's going to be the same teams it always is. There's going to be a, a little surprise team in there on each side. You're going to have the, the usual suspects the of the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, the the Chiefs, the Bills, this year, the Bengals. You can see it before the season, barring injury. Then you start working around like, well, who might surprise you? The Ravens are always in it. The Steelers are always close. The The Patriots are kind of going through their thing. They're not terrible. They're not good, but they're probably going to goof around and mess with that. The Dolphins are that team now that's like, hey, remember us? Like, oh, yeah, welcome back to the party for a couple of years. We can go back to being the Dolphins. Giants grinding. And that division's good. The Giants might pop back in. The Giants aren't a Giant. The Giants are a team that went through a long lull of crap, yeah. but they're actually they're dangerous when they're good. Jets going to Jet. Cardinals going to Cardinal. Brown's going to Brown. Those are guarantees. Lions going to Lion. Firing Doug up, right? There's a reason why we've had 57 Super Bowls and the Lions haven't been in one and the Jets haven't been in one since 1968, since Woodstock. Jet's going to Jet. But it is a fun show, and I did put the $500 bet down. Oh, I put it down there. Did you? Oh, yeah. He's paying me $250. i will go half. Well, the MVP, that. that's not a bad bet. Yes, it is. He's 80. I don't you know. He's done. When he said it. Patrick Mahomes is in the league. Joe Burrow's in the league. Josh Allen's in the league. He ain't winning the But MVP. you know how it works. I do know how it works. And they have to, they cannot not win the Super Bowl. And he has to have like 6,000 yards passing. And they just went out and got Delvin Cook. So they're going to run the ball a lot. He ain't winning any of you. <laughs> so he went halvesies? Oh, I went 250 on it. I'm like, okay, Doug, I'll I'll support your heroin. We're going to win it all. Mark my words. Now, two years ago, Doug Hopkins and I were standing drunk at the H&H Ranch. Diamondbacks win the World Series in three years. Mark my words. I'm like, Doug, you're out of your mind. Diamondbacks going to Diamondbacks. Nope. World champs. Take a look at their roster. I'm like, not world champs. Maybe they have a nice little comeback. No, world championships. Three years. Write it down. Right now. I'm like, no, I'm not writing that down. It's a waste of pen. And you get the Hopkins it. guarantee on that one? I got a little nervous earlier this year, i got to be honest, because this is year three. Yeah, a little heated up oh, a little man, bit. what's going on? Doug, Doug, did Doug just throw that genie magic on this? No. They're Diamondbacks going to Diamondback. And what'd they do? Absolutely nothing. All right. And now they're paying for it. You always they, see what happens after... The front office got in the way, and the Diamondbacks are standing there. The Fourth of July it's break. All them. Yeah. It's all on the, the All-Star break. They didn't do anything. The front office didn't do a move, and they were sitting pretty. And they're like, ah, we'll stand pat with this thing. Just they got Toledo's closer. That's all they did. That's it. And Tommy Pham. Meanwhile, the Dodgers went out and got a, an ace, yeah. and he pitching his ass off, and like started to make a couple little moves here and there. Diamondbacks got Tommy Pham and a dude from Seattle. <laughs> anyway, sports is fun, but, man, it's it's sad to see – and it really is hard to see fans of teams that are perennial losers get their balls tickled. I mean, you're a bear. I stop though. I, I know you. Like, you, yeah. I have to give credit to because yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm not going to fall for this again. Yeah. You know the Bears are going to bear. Oh, hundred percent. I'm a Cubs fan. That's why I know this. Mm-hmm. I know that the Cubs 2016 World Championship is ultimately a disappointment because then the Cubs even took a World Championship and cubbed it up. <laughs> 
They, they managed to take a world championship team and cub it up. Everybody's like, this is a five-year run. This team's going to win three or four. They cub that up. And in three years, there's one guy left on the team. I'm a Cub fan. I understand what supporting a loser is. Cub's going to Cub. It's all there is to it. Sorry, Jets fans. Cardinal fans, you guys know. Cardinals, no, they're not excited about a single thing. Their quarterback's running around in Lane Bryant's clothes. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> well, isn't it true? I mean, the way the system's set up is you got to load up and make your run. There's no five-year franchise too uh, often. The Patriots would disagree with you. That was 23 years. Yeah, but they had a, they had control 20, of their uh, players. Okay, twenty three years. No matter what you're saying, it's possible. Uh, there's, the Chiefs have been around now. You forget this is like a seven year run. They're in the AFC Championship five solid years, and it's looking like more. That's a dynasty. There's always somebody who's dynasty and up. One or two, but most yeah. of them were loading. But, but and there's trying to go also for the reverse dynasty of a team that can't get out of its own way for decades. Decades. Bears. Lions. Jets. They're horrible Cardinals. They're just Not bad franchises. Mention the Cowboys. And again, the franchises are, and the Cowboys are scary this year. And when they get good, you got to look out. It, it, bad franchises have one or two good years and 12 bad years. Good franchises have 12 good years, one or two bad years. That's how good franchises work. Bad ones show up for a little while, dance, and then run out of gas, and then go back to being what they are. Just a fact. Oh, Jets fans, I feel for you. And then he sends me a thing of Fireman Ed. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Who almost threw the towel in. He quit a couple years ago, so he got tired of it. I'm like, that dude's 62 years old. He's like four when they won their, their, their only Super Bowl. Stop it, Jets fans, stop. Oh, they... But Hard Knocks you know. was good last night, I'll tell you that. That magic dude that they send out to the Hard Knocks teams now, they did it to the Ravens a couple of years ago. He's a mentalist. He plays like little mind games and then guesses stuff, and it's amazing. And it, I'm always marveling at the, uh, the way that uh, uh, the African-American players and the white players handle a mind trick. And the black guys are right. They run away. They're, they're in their seat because they, they, he put a deck of cards in Aaron Rodgers' hand last night. And he's like, what card were you thinking of? He goes, it's a diamond. I know that. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know what? Don't tell me. Let me just, he goes, give me a little room for my fingers to get in between your hands. And he reaches the deck of card and he pulls out the, he goes, there's a three of diamonds. He goes, oh my God. He goes, yeah. He goes, how'd you do that? And Aaron's still holding the deck of cards. He turns to the other guy. He goes, you thought of an animal that isn't named after a team. What'd you think of? And he goes, goldfish. He goes, goldfish. That's a weird one. He goes, all right, Aaron, open your hands. Aaron is holding a clear box with a goldfish in it. <laughs> It is the it is un, it is unbelievable. I mean, he never moved. I, I don't know how it happened. It, it's unreal what he does, and you're just and so. But after Aaron Rodgers opens his hands, he's laughing. He shows it to one of the white linemen, and then they show the room. All the black guys are just hauling ass to the door, like he's magic. He's a black magic. I know how this ends. That cracker can trick us. You run from that. No, he's got evil powers. Run from the evil white man. It was pretty awesome to watch, though. Pretty great. So, Jets fans and Doug's like, what are you listening in the morning? You watched, right? I'm like, yep. It was unbelievable. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's supposed to look great. They're not going to sell crap. The dream season could be amazing when Aaron Rodgers, if, you know, they make it to the Super Bowl and he turns around and guarantees a win, oh, does a Broadway Joe. He does the exact same thing at Broadway, and then the Jets go to Jet. 56-3. Aaron Rodgers is dinged out of the first quarter. Anyway, 
Uh, I got to read this because I got this just last night, and I fired it over here and put a mark on it. It's pretty good. It says, uh, well, Holmberg, I just got fired from my job. Evidently, I'm a problem. Uh, I was warned about uh, two weeks ago that I needed to be less crass in the workplace. It's a goddamn warehouse. What does that mean? I do my job well. I move stuff from one side of the warehouse to the other side. That's pretty much what I do. I'm not going to say where it is because I'm going to try to meet with my boss later and save this. But my supervisor's a dick. He's the problem. So you'll love the final straw. Yeah, I farted. (laughs) Loudly. It was a fart. Have I done this before? Hundreds of times. Soup calls me over. Says, that's it, dude. I'm done with you. Get out of here. This happened at 3.30 p.m. Now I'm drunk and sitting here at 12, wondering if it's the worst or best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm going to go back in and complain. But did I get fired for a big fart? Yes, I did. And that's not a thing. I'm calling my lawyers. Anyway, uh, I won't be up to listen in the morning, but hopefully you guys can read this, Anthony. Fired for a fart? For dropping ass? Toledo, get in here. You're out. That dude plays a Chuck Mangione number every morning oh, he walks in. It's the horn section from Earth, Wind, and Fire every morning. I hear it's, September when I'm walking in the hallway. It's the same note. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Sometimes how- I, it's like the boat horn. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> every time I hear it, it's the same. It's like he's blowing on one of those things to get tone. Okay, oh. here we go. Here's my fart. Hi, Richard. Good fiber. If you're if, consistent, if, if getting oh, you are. It is an amazing. <laughs> it's a small, distant boat. <laughs> Just warning the lighthouse. He's going by. The studio's supposed to hold that sound in. That's Toledo. I swear to God, I thought he was farting. <laughs> I didn't know you were playing that, Brett. <laughs> this comes out of Toledo's ass every day. And every time we're like, that's impressive. That's, we see the walls. Brady and I are in the office every morning going, man, he's two rooms over. If anybody's getting fired for a fart, it's this guy right here. Now, in full disclosure, I lay on the couch first thing in the morning, throw gas. one out, and then I go, gas. But it's different every day. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's, sometimes it sounds a little bit like a girl front butt move. Toledo. The beginning of this song, and I want the rest of it one of these days. Toledo's tight as a drum. Oh man! If you're a gay rapist, he's your guy because this thing is tight. Oh, add in the band. <laughs> Every that's the noise. There's Toledo farting in the other room. They just added music. <laughs> Richard, you need to get that tramp stamp, Mancho. <laughs> Richard, where is he? I can't. He's so good. I can't quite find him. I just have to listen for Richard. He's got to be out there somewhere. <laughs> you picked the one part as part of there. It is. There's Richard. Hi, Richard. Hello, friends. I'm Richard's asshole. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to Richard's Masters. It's brutal. But if this dude got fired for a fart, I can tell you two things. Everyone at work hates you. Yeah. You're, you're fi- if you're fired for a fart, it's because no one liked you. And that's basically what I'm, I can't he, take it. He said take it right it. at the beginning. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm a problem. Right. And he's got he got talked to about being too crass. Yeah. My my guess is you're farting on people, farting next to a group and laughing and walking away. You're you're fart bombing, Anthony. And people I'm, I like that. That's our new thing. <laughs> Toledo's ass is our new. I love that. Hi, Richard. 
But yeah, if you get fired for a fart, it's because everybody's talked about wanting you out. Because if, if Toledo hasn't been fired for farting yet, it, everything's fine. He's tolerable. He's decent. You can survive it. You can survive it. You have to pick and choose your spots. There he is. That's the note. That one. I don't know what it is. It is a, uh, if you're a farter, you can't be uh, crass. That's just a bad combo. You have to be likable. <laughs> you can't wander around being a dick who also farts on Woo! Cauliflower. Oh, Anthony. And it's and it's again, so much behavior at work is okay until the day it isn't. Like people will tolerate and tolerate and tolerate until finally they're like, that's it, we're done here. What? Because of my farts? Yes. And in his mind, he thinks he's fired, so goes to the boss tomorrow. I'm fired for a fart. Hey. I mean, fired for a fart. Look, Anthony, I don't need you to... Look, I'm getting a little pissed off. Sorry. I'm getting a little pissed off around here. You can't fart in a warehouse? What happened to this country? So the thing, if, I, if I'm Anthony, if I'm giving you advice, don't go to your boss today. Go to the urgent care. Get some paperwork that says you've got some sort of gastrointestinal issue and you can't help it. And stay away from the breakfast burritos and on the yes, food truck in the morning. No you know? more Shana foods yeah, for you to start yeah. the day. And no more protein and no more fiber. You eat uh, a rich, thick, viscous milk or something in the morning and kind of, well, I don't know if that, cheese. Block her on up with some cheese. But yeah, if you're farting at work and you get fired for it, and then you have the nerve to go, yeah, I've farted a million times. What's the problem? The millionth fart was the problem. Too many times. If you fart your way out of a warehouse, people just don't like you. Anthony, you got you to fix this. That's a big bomb. Now, I'll tell you this. If we worked regular hours and Toledo wandered around Mangione and all day long, eventually you'd be fired for it. For disclosure, if we worked regular hours, <laughs> you I'm wouldn't keeping, be doing it. All right. Keeping my butt all You're only doing that to us. That's no, so sexy. You let that cat out of the bag years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I don't go into Susan's office. Hey, Susan. Yeah. Big, I'm not at Susan's office. office. I'm in my yeah. area. Yes, I know. So we're both keeping it, we're keeping it classy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. John, can I talk to you a second? Yeah. Gas. Gas. That's what I need to talk to you about. Would you wander into Susan's office to talk about Four Peaks, throw the heat, and say gas? <laughs> I did. That's what I do. We're going to have to let you go. You can't go wandering. Really? For I I walked into Susan's office once and I had a pair of shoes that have a real good base grip on them, and her carpet where it meets the hallway uh, concrete, the threshold. There. Yeah, that little uh, what are they? Was it a little reducer strip. What is that strip? Yeah, that strip. Brady knows he used to do floor. Knocked it up. No, my foot hit it and slid across and went. <laughs> and I spent ten minutes trying to recreate that sound to make her think I didn't just fart in her office for hey Susan. <laughs> <laughs> and oh no, I would have said gas. <laughs> and my shoe made a fart noise, and I sat and just rubbed my shoe. I could not recreate that noise to save my life. I still to this day think Susan assumes. I, John, we need to talk. And I pop my head in there. What? Fart this time. I gotta. I don't want you in here anymore. So I and I still. This is like three years ago. I still will stand in her doorway and rub my foot and try to make that noise again, just to kind of. Recreate it to make her think. Oh, he just hit the threshold. He didn't fart on my office. You don't do that. So, Anthony, this is your fault. You're the unlikable Toledo of your office. That's basically what it is. Throwing the Mangione heat. Ah. Hi, Rich. 
great song, though. I forgot how good Chuck, Chuck's tune was. Anyway, Anthony, you fired for farting because people didn't like you. And do you think he'll come out, you know, you throw it back at him, too. It's like when you, if you start somewhere else, are you going to be unloading gas willy-dilly like you're doing at the last job? <laughs> no. No. You better clinch it up. Just think about it. Well, if we let everybody go Anthony crazy, the whole place would be full of farts. Like, I've never once heard any of the ladies down in the hen room in our sales department start farting. I don't know, there's a couple of them that probably could throw some doozies. Oh, out there's there. some. Walk into occasional cloud. <laughs> I look down there, and you, it's not who you think either. <laughs> I got my money on Danny, Kristen, and Jennifer. That's what I was really? going to say. Jen Gardner. Jen Gardner throws heat. Why? She's little. She's pretty. The last thing you'd expect is the green fog of Hiroshima coming out of her. But I, I guarantee you, anything that pops out of her is horrible. Plus, mother of three. Probably loses a little control sometimes down there. It's got too much pressure. One of those mom farts. I think it's just full, full stride. Oh, she's walking away. Yeah. Hey, what was that? Yeah, I'm not looking at the normals. I'm not looking at the ladies who are, you know, probably just regular tutors. I think Gardner has to go to her car sometimes. Just Poor Har. He's sitting down <laughs> yeah, there like, exactly. oh, my God, I'm surrounded. <laughs> there would be nothing worse than being Dave Har, our only male salesperson, sitting in that and then getting a whiff of somebody's cauliflower. <laughs> and just knowing, oh, I can't say a word. If it was dude, you'd be like, what the? Who did it? It's women. You can't, you can't say it because then you're harassing them. He's but. only going to be solo for two weeks. Yeah, we got some new guy. Yeah. And evidently he's... Uh, He's been around he's the, the block a couple of times. Other, yeah, he's been he farted his way out of uh, iHeart or something. I fart. <laughs> How you doing? I lost my job in Denver. I'm here to do. I'm a new sales guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Ed. <laughs> yes. That's nothing. Hey, Gardner's playing the game. Yeah, I think Jen would be the most shocking of all of them, and I bet you she puts out some product, but she keeps it together. I've ridden in a car with Jen several times. Never once has she just lifted a leg. Seen her laugh really hard without even an accident. Yeah. Every one of you douchebags sat in my car and thrown some heat. <laughs> but you can say it when you're guys. I don't think a woman's ever lost her job for farting because they know better. You get one, lady. You drop one and you're out. Had to come in. Fired for farting in a warehouse. Try that in a small town. <laughs> yeah, they smell beans, right? <laughs> farting in a warehouse is cool in America. We got fired for it. Try that in a small town. I love that. Uh, I love that girls can't do it. I remember a girl in high school. I can't remember her name. She was on the list. You know those lists that show up mm-hmm. your senior year of like 10 girls you'd... And then... Uh, well, no. Well, there was one girl named Mindy, who dare, I think she dared Todd Linkus to pick her up, and when he did, she gassed out, and I think she dropped a little, <laughs> a little she, pebble. She dropped a, a little pebble. She dropped That's some the rabbit. Day she dropped off oh. the top ten, <laughs> and she was now off the Mindy the <laughs> girl. <laughs> you couldn't pick me up, Todd. Todd's like, I can pick you up. You could not. And she was tiny, of course. She was just trying to get Todd to pick her up. And Todd grabbed her around the waist and picked her up off the ground. Here. Oh. 
And then a couple of pellets <laughs> fell out of her guest skirt. Was she hot until that point? Smoking oh. hot. In fact, cat out of the bag because it was a different time. I think she graduated from high school for like three days and then started to tell everybody about how she was dating Dan Marley. Oh. <laughs> like, what? He's like... Wow, how'd you do that? And then Dan Marley probably got rid of her because she was, he was farting in the Porsche or Couple something. Couple of droplets <laughs> in the Porsche. Ow. All right, get out. Yeah, she was a smoker. But she farted. But she got off the list. Another girl had a bulge in her pants. And somebody... Did school Michelle Obama or yeah, what? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she looked good. Uh, but she had a bulge in her jeans. And then she was on top of the list of... Uh, Dobson Mustang girls most likely to have a dick. And then it became like the cool thing to point out every time her pants. That was, was in the bubble. yearbook? It wasn't even fair. No, it was oh. it was a, it was attached to a lot of uh, bulletin boards. And then other girls were like, I'm number five on that list. Like you weren't remembered for being the fifth most likely to have a dick. You were the one. And then you couldn't help but look, like, why do we why do people say that? And then you notice that her jeans would bubble. Oh. And I was like, Oh, she might have I see. I see. But, yeah, it's not fair. Ladies are not allowed to fart at work. Guys are until, although a guy just emailed me and said, well, be careful, John. You know Susan's uh, reputation. It's our turn. Next thing you know, Susan might be in meetings with them. Let me just start this whole thing with a big Susan rip. <laughs> All right, down to brass tacks. What's going on with Four Peaks? John, you know, I defend this show on a weekly basis yeah. at home and at work. That it's not all fart and dick jokes. It is today. You guys are making it really hard this morning. <laughs> I call it the fart show. I just kind of diffuse it all. What do you guys do? It's a fart show. Shut up. I don't care. If you don't get the good jokes and you only focus on that. But when a dude emails me and says he was fired for farting, that's good stuff. You know? <laughs> Leah says she's a tiny girl. She says, uh, I get picked up regularly. I don't know what that means, but you need to stop it. Yeah. And it says, even when I don't want to because I'm so small. Like what, like people do to little folks. You just have to randomly pick, her, pick up. her up. See how much what she weighs. She says, I've never had that issue. That's gross. Yeah. You got you keep it tight. That's why. Keep that thing clinched up. You never know when somebody's going to squeeze you. You don't be like a dog toy and every time you get squeezed. <laughs> so, Anthony, you got fired because people at work didn't like you. That's basically what it comes down to. I'm crass. I hate people. It was a girl, I got fired for farting. There was a girl at Tony Roma's years ago who I found very attractive. Didn't ever have anything happen with her. She was a very cute girl, but she was the girl next door. She wasn't. She was probably fourth or fifth on the list of girls you'd want to be with. At, we had some hotties there. And she was a hostess, and then she moved into waiting tables. And I just remember talking to her and saying, and I was kind of like, I liked her. But then she'd do something that would make you just go, ugh. She'd come around the corner, cute as can be, and then just look at you and go, hey, John, I need some help with this. And you'd stand next to her, and she'd just go, ugh. Like, All right. Guy burp. And a dude burp. And then a couple of couple of times you go by and you go, geez, what's wrong? Sorry, I had some Sprite. Like, all right. And then like a few minutes later, it's like, Like, okay. Hey, Sarah, come here for a second. I need to talk to you. Quit it. What? Just quit it. The guys do it right because they're guys. You can't do that. It's gross when you do it. <laughs> oh. So you have to talk to her, and it and it removed all desire to want to hammer that. Now you fall down the That's list. It's a tough sell. We got someone around here that does that though. Yeah. Mo. Oh, yeah. She's, she's yep. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Most burps are absolutely repulsive. 
We've actually gone past the threshold with Mo. Or it's like, all right. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Whatevs, <laughs> brah. Her burps are worse than any guy in this building, and she throws them out like crazy. Gurgly. Oh, yeah. Bottom of the drain. <laughs> Sounds like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God. And put next to each other because of the burps, I'd nail Booger first. Because <laughs> Mo's burps are really bad. Anyway, keep it classy, America. That's all. Anthony, stop farting on your friends at work. And if you ever say the phrase while you're getting fired, is this because of all the times I blank? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you already that, know, obviously. Yes. Check. You, you are know. completely aware of why you're being talked to again. Is this because of every time I've ever blanked? Yes, it is. You guys don't ever forgive. No, you don't ever stop. Forgiveness means don't do it again. We'll forgive you. Now stop it. Not I forgive you. It's not the Catholic Church. I forgive you. Go do that again. It's work. Now stop it. And if you keep doing it, there's going to be a day when we're done with you. I don't think he's going in this morning. Anthony? I think oh, last night his idea was, uh, you know, drink it a little bit. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go down and talk to my yeah. boss. He'll have sober day. And then probably in a, day in, a, in a day or two... <laughs> He's going to email somebody yep. something even worse than his farts. And just, you know, he's going to I've do, been sitting on this for a while. You know, I've been working there for 11 years. And yes, I fart all the time. But you know what? You guys are acting like a bunch of bitches. <laughs> and here we go. If you had a problem, you should come to me man to man. Right. We did several <laughs> times. <laughs> so this is about my past. You fart on people constantly, Anthony. You know it. Is this because I fart? Yes. If you know the reason... So Ted and Steve had a problem? Why didn't they come to me? <laughs> if you know the reason you're being talked to and you preemptive strike the meeting with, is this because of my farting? You fart too much. Is this because I hit everyone at work all the time? Yes. And you did it again. So you're going to fire me for this because of my past. No, we're firing you because your past is your present. How about this? I come in. Man to man, we, we do a fart off. <laughs> We're going to fart off. Loudest fart wins. DBs, right? We're going DBs. You, me, and you know Toledo farts constantly. Hi, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Download the app. We're getting the DBs. Ridiculous. You say he's got a trumpet. If I told Paul that a while ago because he gets mad at salespeople. One of these days, I'm just going to kill him. See, these got to stop saying this. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm never acting. Mean, one of these days, somebody's going to go, that's knows. enough. Yeah. It's okay till it's no Not longer okay. okay. If you keep saying you're going to kill your coworkers and everybody laughs it off until the day we're like, okay, he's going to kill one of us. This is too many times. And he doesn't anymore. And I love Paul. I get along with Paul great. But the people that don't understand Paul, it's scary. scary. He's 6'9", 450,000 pounds. <laughs> the man's a meteor. And when you make him mad, it's like the bumble. You don't ever want to see me, man. No, <laughs> he is kind of Hagrid's Dr. coming Manor. after me. Yeah. <laughs> he is kind of. Oh no, Hodor's angry. But yeah, so it's all okay. And I told him that. I said, "Look, everything's okay with you until the day it's not. You have to stop the thing." I just won't talk to him. Probably safe. Probably the best bet. He's the only guy I know who can slam those armored doors we have in this. We show. have I mean, six million pound doors that take three try, people to try shut. Try slamming that one time. He can slam Add them, and there's like an air force between that, like that keeps you from slamming them. Uh-uh. He can rattle this building. Oh, and, and then if you got called into the office for slamming it, it's like, hey, 
Is this because I slammed doors? <laughs> you know. All right. You know why you're here. What happens in the whole building anytime anybody <laughs> feels that or hears that? Uh-oh. Paul's Who mad. pissed off Paul? <laughs> Tremor. <laughs> the only guy that can do it. The only one. We can stand here all day and swing that door, and it goes 100 miles an hour, and then it hits that weird little thing goes <laughs> and just shuts like a normal door. <laughs> Paul can push it through the wall. And to be honest, most of the time, I'm on Paul's side. Some idiot downstairs made his life miserable. Now, for each slam door, if it was a giant fart from Paul. All right, you got like three more of those in the tank. If you do any more, we're going to let you go. Man, that would sound like the beginning of those old THX movies. Yeah. <laughs> the audience is listening. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. If you get fired for farting, you farted too much. No one fires you for farting once. That's it. That's enough of you. That human activity is over. Get out. Now you can get broken up with for farting once in a bad time. First date fart. That's why we work so hard on dates when we first meet somebody we like to not fart mm-hmm. on them. From, but then Brady turns it into like, <laughs> no. Dutch oven! And then you gotta watch what you eat before you go out. Exactly. You just gotta make sure. Never fart on a first date. Not on a first date. Which tells me that your excuse for why you fart all over your wife now is BS. Sometimes you can't help it. I don't even do that anymore. That's right. I've talked you out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Because I've I've been a. That that argument of sometimes you can't help it is garbage because you helped it for a good month being around that person. You were considerate. When you had a fart, you clench it. You, I go, I'll be right back. And then you go outside or you do something. You go in the bathroom. You were always considerate. I've got it under control. I just, dance. Yeah, I'll gas on you. But I also know that if there was mixed company there, I could clench that gas up, wait for them to leave, and then hit you over the head with it. Yeah. Because I have no intention of having you lick that area. So I'm keeping you away. It's like a natural kind of defense mechanism. If I wanted you down the there, the only time I I'd get scared fart. is when you don't do it. That's right. Oh, you think you I'm, I'm thinking maybe he wants yeah. a little tongue dart. <laughs> yeah. No. If, I'm if far- a week goes by, it's basically an announcement to the person in the room with you that I don't want you down there. And every married guy, my wife doesn't blow me anymore. Did you fart on her? Well, I mean, once you sometimes you just can't help it. You helped it for the first year of your relationship. <laughs> you can help it. You want your wife to blow you? Stop farting on her. She's not your brother. And wives are even under more scrutiny. You fart on us, within the first 12 years, you're out. And I mean, that's divorce work. Cordell and Cordell have commercials for that. Did your wife fart on you? Uh, I'm not a lawyer in your state, but I'll find someone to get you out of this pickle. Pickle, pickle! Oh, no. Yeah. Anthony's fired for farting, so maybe a wake-up song to get Anthony going. (laughs) And ladies who burp too much are gross. Let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98. <laughs> K-U-P-D. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness.
The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Impressive. Uh, thank you, Alliance. I am it's rejuvenated by the rain last night. And I just got an email from a guy who said, we got hammered. Hey, I hate saying it. We got hammered at Spook Hill last night. All right. Okay. <laughs> Evidently, it rained really hard on Spook Hill. God, we got to change the name of that. Or not. No. I know Brett says no. <laughs> uh, talking about uh, poor Doug Hopkins, TV's Doug Hopkins, being a Jet fan. Uh, the guy says, yeah, John. He said, franchise going to franchise. On the NBA side of what you're talking about, on the Phoenix Suns, and it pains me to say it, Suns gonna Suns. Uh, you know what? That's all they've done with this magical team. Suns gonna Suns. So always close, not able to finish. I think a franchise can't escape the turmoil until changes come from the top. Suns now have real hope. Matt Ishby has stepped up, and the franchise can now have a new outlook. That is the only way that a cruddy franchise can turn it around is brand new ownership period new owners come in and make something that sucked for years brand new ishbia is the sun's hope because man you're right they're 53 years old 52 years old sun's gonna sun's they've never done a thing with it he's a fresh coat of paint they are fun but even you think back getting charles barkley and having all that and colangelo was a good owner and he turned uh, that team into like a perennial superpower for about 14 years. Then they fell off a little, came back a little at the end of his run. But Jerry Colangelo ran a very successful team. I think the Suns were, I think at one point they had more wins than anybody in a decade. It was the 90s. It was like 88 to 98. They were the winningest franchise. They didn't have a down year till that 97, 98 year. Suns going to Suns. And Ishby is the only hope there. This guy said, man, watching hard knocks. You're absolutely right. He goes, remember the old VHS team half-hour yearbook videos? As John Facenda would voice them? Oh, of course we remember those. Those are the best things in the world. They have the... On the frozen tundra of Green Bay. Remember the old yearbook videos? John Facenda, he said, he made my 1-3 and Buccaneers look like they were Super Bowl bound after the 1-13 and season. I remember when I did work for the Cardinals... God, it was a tough time. It was a 2002, and I was doing pregame show. And uh, before the season, we had a big meeting. Super excited about this upcoming year. And also, the day before, the NFL Films had released the team yearbooks. Every team gets one. And I think the Cardinals had five wins the year before, maybe, something like that. We watched that thing like they'd won a champ. At the end, people are clapping. I'm like, this is a five-win team. This video looks great. Because the, the losing streak in the middle of the year, and then through injury and some hard times, the Cardinals fell three weeks in a row. No footage of it. Nothing. Just John Facenda saying, by the way, this team lost a f- ton of games. And then at the end, but the hope in the desert rises with a new blah, blah, blah. And it was like, ah, the team yearbook made me feel like this 5-11 and 11 team was gangbusters. They do that. It's a sell job for the fans. That's all hard knocks it. That goes way back, that kind of oh, sell. It's amazing. All the way back to the Bible. Skip 12 <laughs> to 15 That's years right. of Christ's life. Right. And you'd say, unbelievable. John Vicente should have voiced that. A little Jew born in a manger. <laughs> Skip forward 28 years. Like, what happened in the middle of it? Nobody cares. The championship. Several losses as the franchise hit dark times. 
Locusts, Plagues, The Jew Boy Rose, Hung Out with a Prostitute. Sound familiar? <laughs> Never paid her, just hung out with her. Fed 5,000. You wonder why Jews have the reputation? The king of them never paid his hooker friend for sex. Never once dipped into the shillings. The Bible. Yeah, you're right, Brady. If Cinda did it, you'd be like, hey, this is a lot rosier than that. What happened to Herod killing all those kids? We don't talk about Herod killing the kids. We just talk about the good stuff. And mainly how the Jew hung out with a hooker and never paid her. <laughs> Maybe he offered a few times, but not a high enough price. It's the <laughs> <laughs> or their one win for the season. <laughs> That's when Mary Magdalene texted the Jew and said, "Good luck with that, Jew. I cost a little bit more." He's been gone for a couple of days. On the third day, he reaches out to her. After two days of counting his cash, he returned after day three. Bills were due. Buffalo bills. Anyway. Yeah, you can make anything sound great and skip over the bad parts. The World Trade Center monuments of New York City. <laughs> From NFL Films. What happened to the end of it? Where are they? And now one world trade stands. Where did they go? An incident in 2001 rendered the buildings useless. One big loss. <laughs> then the franchise took a new turn. One world trade. Well, they just updated it, I see. They never talk about the horrible atrocities. Visit Hiroshima. What? <laughs> a burgeoning city in the rising sun. Welcome to Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl. A forest of green like no other on the planet. Slight meltdown mid-season, yeah. <laughs> but rallied back. Right. The 80s tourism fell for unexplained reasons, but Chernobyl is back. The beautiful Ukraine forests of Chernobyl. Yeah. You make anything rosy. And that's what Hard Knocks is doing. And Jets fans are getting their pickles tickled. And poor Doug Hopkins is buying it. And Doug's got a great room at his house with, I think he's got, I don't know if he's got all of them, but he's got the New York Sack Exchange jerseys. Nice. He's, I, he's got a Marty Lyons, if I'm, if I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he's got Salam. I don't know if, I, 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 he might have a Klecko. I don't know. Gastineau, I don't know. I think he might have a Klecko. But the New York Sack Exchange, that's, to me, for sports nicknames, there's never been a better one. I, I love the Legion of Boom. I love the Steel Curtain. Uh, New York Sack Exchange was awesome. But guess what they did with the New York Sack Exchange? Absolutely f nothing. They made the playoffs a couple times, then Jets going to Jet. Put some numbers up. Oh, yeah. They, they, they statted you to death, and they were a tough defense. But they had Richard Todd at quarterback. Jets going to Jet. The New York Sack Exchange. Yeah, Facenda could make anything great. Tonight on NFL Films, we look at the career of Jussie Smollett, a wild success on a show called Empire. It's just not a yeah. Anyway. Yeah, this thing, don't forget to include my Vikings and all your Jets ranting. Very true. 
Very true. It's a thing. Uh, and this, I got I to love this. I saw that. Oh, by the way, six more people have come forward for Lizzo. She's up to like Jeez. 14. So basically yeah. what it comes down to is maybe Lizzo did, maybe Lizzo didn't. But much like the farting guy who got fired, everybody hated working with Lizzo. And a couple people came out and said, that's enough. F- her. And then the rest of them are like, yep. Like nobody's standing up for her. So they're basically all saying she's mean. She does horrible things. She takes advantage of her power. And we all hated her, and now the cat's out of the bag. And Lizzo sold us a product of, like, body positive, super friendly, kind, crying when I just feel like getting bullied. It's the worst thing in the world. I just hate it. Crying her eyes out on interviews about how she just wished the world was a nicer place. And now it turns out she's the biggest <laughs> on the planet. It's ridiculous. We had to work out every day. Hey, look, when you hire a group of out-of-shape people and make them dance constantly, they're going to they're gonna revolt. It's going to be slow and ugly, but it's going to be a revolt. Definitely ugly. Certainly ugly. And speaking of Jesus and the Jews, I meant to talk about this yesterday. Bradley Cooper, acting's over. Acting's officially absolutely 100% over. If you don't look exactly like the person you're portraying, I mean, they're trying to get Sandra Bullock's Oscar back for being uh, that Tui lady for the blind side because now she's that's just it. She, she's involved, and nobody understands that acting is pretending. It's she not was told real. to play this part. Right. She was given money and a script. She read it. She did a nice job. I don't like Sandra Bullock. She got the Oscar. I don't even think she deserved it for that cruddy movie. And you are semi-defending her, and you don't I even know. like her. I can't <laughs> stand her. She rubs me. She's like a cheese grater on a bone. I, I don't like her. I don't know why. I still There's no reasonable purpose for me hating her i just do she just does that it's in the holmberg genes my dad's was stockard channing and mine is sandra bullock and i don't get it there's just it's irrational but it's real was it one particular movie or no just it's in, just her just face it's just okay. her, i just want to put my fist through her face i don't know what the second i saw her i'm like i hate that one like my dad had the same thing for stockard channing what, you watch Grease too many times? No, or what? it just happens. Trust me, if you have it, it just happens. He's got a thing where he sees that person, and it's recognizing your mortal enemy. Sandra Bullock and I are born on the same day, too. There's some tie to this. Ooh. I don't know what it is, but the minute I saw her, the minute I hated her. Hated her. But, and it's irrational. She could be a wonderful person. I just have a thing. But I'm defending her in this one. Bradley Cooper is playing Leonard Bernstein. Composer. There's like a legend in the world of music and entertainment. West Side Story. Right. I mean, just amazing. And they're making a, a, a biopic about Leonard Bernstein. They've hired a great actor named Bradley Cooper. We all know him. He's an amazing actor. He's been in a lot of things. Academy Awards, uh, you know, best movie of the year kind of stuff. Uh, and there he is. And Leonard Bernstein is a Jewish man. Bradley Cooper is not. They they did pictures of Bradley Cooper, and they added a prosthetic nose to make him look more like Leonard. Now, Brett, stop it. They, they, him up. They, but no, they didn't Jew him up. See, this is the problem. There's the accusation. But they're calling it Jew face, which I thought you wrote this article. Bradley Cooper ripped for fake nose in Leonard Bernstein biopic, Jew face. Now, if you read this, it looks like the name of the movie is Jew face. Yeah. Because it says, Cooper ripped for fake nose in Netflix Leonard Bernstein biopic, colon, Jew face. <laughs> now, Jew face is not a thing. It is if, now. No, I know now it is. <laughs> if you're an actor portraying a Jewish person, and you, look, if I got Larry McFeely 
or Bradley Cooper to act. I'm taking Cooper to play the Jew over the Jew. Oh, yeah. He's a great actor. He can play a Jew. No one's going to notice. I don't think... Uh, if you're, Yeah, you're making it to look like the guy. I don't the think Liam Neeson... Was he... Was Did he look like... Uh, Schindler? Was Schindler Jewish? I don't even know. He's German? I don't, I don't even know how it worked. But I don't, I don't think he's either. Yeah. I know that every movie about uh, the Bible... Everybody's speaking English. And uh, Hunt for Red October, Sean Connery was a Russian submarine captain with a Scottish accent. We just bought it. We didn't care. Bradley Cooper puts on a nose to look more like the guy he's playing. And by the way, he looks just like him. It's a great makeup job. They're saying that they can't release the movie because of Jew face. And that's him. That's Oscar Schindler. Looks nothing like Liam Neeson. I can do it, but don't give me Jew face. Your Jew face is about to be taken. Jew face. Jew face is now a thing we got to deal with. Acting they did, um to Gary Oldman playing uh, the tiptoes is a different story. That's no, offensive no, in every but direction. That one, but uh, didn't wasn't he a Churchill? Yeah, I mean, but he's British for nose and face right, but to make the person look like you're not dealing without with going a different. But that's color not a problem because he's British. Yeah, he's playing a British guy. It makes sense. But that's that's the problem. They're saying, why didn't you just hire somebody with the Jew face already? But isn't that hiring based on face? Isn't that the opposite of what you're trying to do? They're trying to get the best person for the job, and then we'll add a nose, or we got to get a guy with a Jew nose to start, so we don't get accused of Jew face, which is, by the way, Jew facing. <laughs> if you're looking for a Jew face, you're Jew facing. I could play it. I could play Leonard Bernstein. I. I I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with Jew face now. I've got a big nose. If yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, we get a hairpiece on you. And you All you got to do is plop it on there. Now, am I a better actor than Bradley Cooper? F- no. If it was a silent film, gold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if, just, if I just went, and they put up, you know, lines on the screen, like, that guy's pretty good Jewing. So in order to be, you know, I get it. Bradley Cooper can't play Jackie Robinson. That makes sense. But he's a great actor. All it is is a nose difference. And, and again, Jackie Robinson's story is about race. Leonard Bernstein's is not. Maybe there's a little moment in there where it's like, well, I don't like this Jew. Maybe. But he can handle it. He's not going to be offensive. He's not wandering around pointing to his nose going, look at me. It's ridiculous. Acting is about pretending to be someone you're not. And the bigger distance you have from the person you're playing, the better the acting. The the least, like the person you're least like when you play that person and you do a good job, that's an incredible job of acting. Bradley Cooper not being Jewish, playing a Jewish guy and doing it well is Academy Awards. That used to be Academy Awards stuff. Sean Penn played a gay guy, won an Oscar. He's not gay. And now, now you can't do that anymore. But could you have gotten a better representation of Harvey Milk from any other actor? The dude was sunk in. He was him. It's an amazing portrayal of how gay Harvey Milk was. Hard to watch. Because you don't see Sean Penn anymore. You just see this this politician in San Francisco struggling and then getting murdered. I thought he did a beautiful job of representing people he's not in order to further those people. But no, you got to have a you have to have a gay play that. That's awful that they did. No, that's not acting. 
Michael Douglas, Liberace. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with that one. I don't think there's anybody gay enough to play that. Like, you'd have to have the gayest actor ever. Also, it's, you know, you pick Bradley Cooper or opposed to a no-name. What, what's going to bring, you know, it's about... Bradley Cooper sells tickets. It's about tickets. income. He sells tickets. It's a big picture. It's a big movie about a guy you're trying to honor. You don't want somebody who's not as good as Bradley Cooper. And if Bradley Cooper wants to do that, and you're a studio executive, you're sitting there going, we got Bradley Cooper wanting to play Leonard Bernstein. Get the nose. Well, yeah, it's it's Larry McFeely or Bradley Cooper. Right. Who's going to bring people to the movie theater? Larry is it? Yeah. And by the way, they'd have to add nose to Larry. That's true. <laughs> it's it, it, and is that Jew facing? If you do it to someone, no, who's that's Jewish? okay. Because he's Jewish. Jewish, but you can but add the, you can yeah, add the stereotype point. You can add the big nose just because Leonard Bernstein had a big nose. But now what you've done is create an avenue for people like Brett to make Jew face part of their day to day routine, and that's hilarious and wrong. Jewface. <laughs> I read the article yesterday, and I'm like, Jewface is a thing in Hollywood. I never would have guessed. And they're going to absolutely eat their own now. I mean, Meryl Streep won an Academy Award for playing like some Polish refugee. Beautifully. I don't know what she was, Polish, German, Russian. Sophie's Choice is an amazing film. Um, Warren Beatty represented like the Bolshevik Revolution. or something. I don't know what he was. Reds was all about Russians. Not one Russian in it. Still great movies. What about Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man? Didn't have Can't autism. Do Can't do that again. Can you do that? I, I wonder. That's a great question. Can a great, Do you have to have autism to play autism? Because to me, that's not acting. That's just filming a guy. Yeah. Adrian, Adrian uh, Brody must have been too busy. Adrian Brody's busy playing Pat Riley, by the way. Doing a great job. At first, I'm like, Adrian Brody is Pat Riley. Pat Riley is a great looking guy with a small nose. Now I'm watching now, and now I barely see Adrian Brody. He's doing awesome in Winning Time. It's a great show. That's really good acting when you start to become the person for me. The guy who's playing Magic Johnson is Magic Johnson. Now, I think of his face first before Magic. They do a good job acting, but the dude playing Magic Johnson looks so much like him. I'm like, this is easy for him. He, that's not as good at acting as what Bradley Cooper's going to do. I don't get it. I don't understand it anymore. I don't understand anything anymore. I get little people playing little people. I get black people playing black people. Like you couldn't have a white guy black facing up for Martin Luther King role. That's not it. But Bradley Cooper putting on a little nose to look more like, because he kind of looks like him without the nose. If you just add the nose. If they do a Howard Stern movie without Howard Stern, you think they're not going to add a nose? Dude's known for it. You know who else is? Bob Hope. You'd have to add a prosthetic nose because nobody's got a nose shaped like Bob Hope. If you ever did a movie about Bob Hope, you'd have to put a nose on it. Is that Hope face? I don't know what that is. There's all sorts of those movies. We'd have lost all of them with the stupidity of that. <laughs> Billy wants to know, can Lizzo play the next Barbie? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but there'd be an argument. Yeah. Why not? Oh, we all know why not. Don't make me say it. But yeah, the word Jew face is now a thing, and the world of Brett Vesley and his friends celebrate. <laughs> hey, I never thought of that one. Good one. I didn't. No one did. But he's under fire now. <laughs> they did. I mean, again, they, they showed a couple of pictures. 
side by side and they've you know as he aged as Bernstein got older and I've seen like two photos of Cooper and it's it's spot on yeah the look no this guy uh, this Scott Haynes says Bradley Cooper is such a good actor he made poker face as good as the original Jew face Barbara Streisand in <laughs> the stars one that's right she took the place of Barbara Streisand she's not Jewish she played the role Barbara Streisand had shouldn't we had a it had to be exactly the same, or it's, if it's not exactly the same, it doesn't count. What about Johnny Depp playing Tonto? That's great. He and went through approval processes. And then the DNA test, and we like got his eight, card. Eight percent well, Indian, and in then his... they adopted him. The uh, basically, oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, they gave him a... some tribe in Oklahoma made it okay because I, I guarantee you, Disney goes, "Here's a billion dollars, tribe." Say Johnny Depp's an Indian. Okay, that's no problem. You got it, Whitey. <laughs> Johnny Depp is one of us. He shoots arrows. Johnny Depp acting skills fly high like eagle. I don't know if Ben Kingsley caught any heat for Gandhi. Should have. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't be able to do it today. You'd have to have uh, an Indian do it. And Ben Kingsley was brilliant in Gandhi. Brilliant. Sam Rothstein from Casino yeah. is De Robert yeah. De Niro. His nickname in the movie, The Jew. Yeah. Ace, really. But still, they called him The Jew most of the time. You Jew, mother. Can't do that. <laughs> That's the line we're all thinking. Wait a minute. You gave me permission here, you Jew, mother. You. Like, wow, this is a, it's a good thing that guy's not really Jewish. This movie would have taken a turn. Anyway, it just doesn't make sense. But I, now I want to see the Leonard Bernstein thing and see if, like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of Jew face they got going on. There. There's been tons of movies where they added a prosthetic to make the person look more like the person they're playing. And nobody cared. And suddenly we care. And, and again, saying the words, you took a job away from a Jewish person in Hollywood is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Kanye's like, yeah, that, I've yeah. been telling you guys. Told you. Yeah. Chit, chit. That's it, pal. What up, ma? All right. If Kanye's on your side, you did it wrong. But yeah, you're not taking jobs from Jewish people in Hollywood. Period. There's a um, Jewish actress, Tracy Ann Oberman, known for her appearances on the Doctor Who. Yeah. She says, if Bradley Cooper is able to play the elephant man without any prosthetics, yes. he should be able to p- be able to play a Jewish man Incorrect. without any need of prosthetics. All right, look, the elephant man without prosthetics wasn't as good as the elephant man with prosthetics. The one with John Hurt is unreal because the prosthetics were so good. There was one without prosthetics? And he did like a, a one-man show or a play or something. Oh, like that. It wasn't even. And he played the role, but he also... Tarted up pretty hard for that. Like he was slurring and he did a, he did a face. Is that elephant man face? So he, but Leonard Bernstein is a singular, singular individual with a very distinct look. Having to have a big nose. Doesn't mean it's a Jew nose. It's just a big nose. I got a big nose. I'm not Jewish. It's just, and that's, that's where the racism is. Like, oh, you made him Jew face. Why? Because he's got a big nose. I'm like, that's what you're telling us not to say about Jewish people. No, Brando played the Don. He wasn't Brando's Italian. Brando's not Italian. No. We'd have lost the Godfather with this rationale. Neither's James Caan. That's right. We'd have lost Sonny and uh, the Don. It's unbelievable. Vito du- and Duvall. Sonny. Right out. Yep. And Robert Duvall was told. He, yeah, he's not Italian in the movie. Either. He's the lawyer, right? Yeah, he's, yeah he's, but, but he's Hagen is not Italian. No. Okay. They say it a lot. You can't trust him. But then, as the consigliere, you got to watch The Godfather again, Brady. Unbelievable. Can't believe you said that. I'm sorry, Brett. I just thought he was Italian in the. You know, you know, you know what you're doing right Italian now. Italian lawyer. You're wop facing, and I don't know why you're doing yeah. it. You just, you know, Thanks, if you don't, Con- if you Thanks, don't know, don't talk about it. Thanks, Kanye. 
We lost our minds. Acting is pretending. You're allowed to pretend to be other people. Bradley Cooper came. You know, Bradley Cooper pretended to be that bomb specialist. I bet you Bradley Cooper didn't know anything about bombs at all. Or the sniper. He was the sniper guy, right? Yeah, he was the sniper. He's never sniped a human being. He doesn't know what that's like. You got to get a real sniper to play that role. You're taking jobs from snipers. No, you're not. Acting. Acting. Pacino was Tony Montana. He's not Cuban. He's not Cuban and can't do a Cuban accent to save his ass. But still, people went and they flooded that film. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, also not Cuban. Robert Loja, not Cuban. Everybody in that movie is not Cuban. The brother that gets chopped up in the not Cuban. What are you talking about, huh? Hey, a Cuba. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sold. Get your tiger. Let's ride. We'll give her another quello. She'll love you again in the morning. So what you got to do there, uh, Al, is say the word Jew instead of you, and that'll everybody will buy it. <laughs> you mean like, uh, hey, what you're doing? Exactly. Perfect. Roll them. Yeah, it, we've, people are just getting fed up with everything. But this is ridiculous. But congratulations, Brett. Your folks have a new word, Jew face. <laughs> and you can start rolling around. And I know what Brett and his dad are going to do next time they're in a restaurant. Look at that. He's like, hey, Bradley Cooper over there, he's doing Jew face. <laughs> just a guy with a big nose. That's what you're going to get. You brought it back. It's your own fault. You're cannibalizing your own uh, topics. Had you not said anything, no one would think of it. And no one would care. Maybe I just a, thought he looked like Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, maybe a few people with sticks up their asses will talk, but we used to shun them. We used to go, oh, you've got a stick up your ass. Bradley Cooper's a good actor. End of story. Now there's boycotts. And all. Simple Jack. One of my favorite things ever. Tropic Thunder. I didn't even like Tropic Thunder that much. Simple Jack was the star of the show for me. And he got in trouble for being too mentally challenged. But in the movie, they're like, see, that was a problem. You went full retard. You can't do that. But they were making light of actors who do that kind of stuff. That, that The brilliance of Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder is how far actors will go to not be themselves. To try to win awards. It's, it's, a, it's a parody of acting. And they made it like, oh, he can't play a black man. He's not. He's making fun of a guy who would. That's the point of it. He's in blackface. Get over that. Pull the stick out of your ass. And laugh at what he's making fun so of. How far he'll go. He's making fun of someone who would actually do this. But there's humorless people are all over the place. All over. And I don't know if you saw, uh, everybody's tired of it. The pilot on American Airlines the other day, his announcement is a perfect like synopsis of how we all feel in 2023, but we just don't know how to fight back. He comes up on the thing. Pilots always pop up and go, all right, just going to let you know. we got a third in the runway. We're about ready to take off. So, uh... Flight attendants prepare for takeoff. Usually that's all you hear. Dude comes on and goes, All right, folks, uh, your pilot. Rule number one, do what the attendants tell you to do. There is a law about this, but as the captain, they represent my will, and my will is what matters. Rule number two, overall, be polite and respectful. I shouldn't have to tell you that, but you people treat people the way you want to be treated. I have to say it every flight because people don't. You're selfish and rude, and we won't have it here on American Airlines. (laughs) There he goes, stow your stuff. Don't lean on other people. Don't fall asleep on someone else and don't pass out on another person. Use your AirPods and headphones instead of playing videos so everyone else can hear them. Finally, for the passengers in the middle seat, you get both armrests. Enough said. We're out. We're leaving. <laughs> like, perfect. <laughs> this guy nailed it. He finally told the passengers, don't become my problem. I'm taking this bird as far as I'm taking it. 
Don't sleep on each other. Don't yell at anyone. Sit down. You're being asked on a plane to do nothing. Sit and shut up. You don't know how to fly it. Allow the professionals to do it. You don't know where the drinks are. Shut up. They're coming. (laughs) Sit down and shut up. You're being asked absolutely nothing on a plane. Leave the guy next to you alone. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to touch you. And I kind of agree that the middle guy gets both. You get suffering already. Yeah, you get the left. The guy on the window seat gets the right. Dude in the middle gets both. That's the only gift he gets for being a middle seat. The pilot nailed it. And that should be an FAA rule that they say that to passengers every time. Don't become my issue. Be respectful of each other. I have to tell you that. You're adults. But I do. Every flight I have to think about, you know what? I got to remind them not to be children. You're literally being asked to do nothing on a plane. Put your things away. Don't touch anybody and sit down. We'll get you there. What's taking so long? How come we're still out here? Look, do you want us to just bash into other planes or do you want to do it the right way? Shut up. Air travel does suck. But when you're on the plane, don't fall asleep on Brett. Don't fart, Brady. Be respectful of the others. Clinch it up. Don't poop. They should have that. I don't think they should have a facility on the plane for taking dumps. Now they're making them bigger. I know. It's just encouraging pigs. Sometimes you just can't help it. Yeah, you can. It's called a sphincter. Clinch it. If you had to poop that bad before the flight, you should have done it at the airport. They just have a whole, a non-defecating toilet seat on a plane. If you've ever taken a on a plane, you're a pig. And also, they provide bags for that. So take the bag in there, poop in that, lock it up, and put it in your stowed uh, baggage, and you carry that around for the rest of the day. Don't make it everybody else's problem. They don't let you go. In, you, scarlet letter. Look, oh, I was sick. All right, they provide a sickness bag. That doesn't mean just puke. You get up and you put that under your butt and you poop in that thing. And you walk around as the pig you are pooping on planes. There's 150 people to think about. No pooping on a plane. But I had to. Use the bag. They should provide a little bag and a big bag. But that pilot nailed it. Just telling everybody, don't. And if you, how, how, how come people don't get not to sleep on other people? How come, how can you not lean over like they, they nap can, jerk off yeah, and also they what? bob over? The <laughs> nap jerk. Don't call it a nap jerk off. What's a, if a dude's doing that, he's getting punched. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. oh he meant an actual yeah. nap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you nap jerk off next to me in a plane, I'm going to wake you with a fist. <laughs> and not a good one. But how do you not feel that you're touching someone? How are you not? How are you so unaware of your girth and misery that you can't feel touching the stranger next to you? In every other anyone here happen? I've had a, I've had people fall asleep. Well, on me. no, that but I've, I've never fallen asleep no. and leaned over and no. all of a I'm out on somebody. No, I'm. I, I've never. If I brush against the stranger next to me, I pull away immediately, like it's hot lava. You don't go banging into the stranger. You don't touch the stranger. Sometimes dudes... <laughs> and they're just on somebody's lap. And they, they wake up drooling, looking at you like, sorry about that. Control yourself. Control yourself. If, you, if you've ever... Here, I'll give you once. If you've ever fallen asleep on a plane and woken up leaning on a stranger, make a conscious effort not to fall asleep on the plane next time. You're, you're not trustworthy. 
If I sleep on planes, I, I end up in the lap of a stranger. Then don't sleep on the plane. Stop it. Be a human being. And the pilot has to tell you guys, please just be human beings. Be normal. Well, I don't want to be normal. If I, fall, if I fall asleep, it's not my fault if I lean on a guy. It is too. If you fall asleep and you can't control your body functions, don't sleep on the plane. It's a four-hour flight. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> not lean on the guy next to you yeah. for four hours. That's it. So all you're being asked, don't touch people. Sorry, I fell asleep. I downed my chicken curry I brought on the plane. <laughs> right. I, oh, and then man. fell asleep on it. <laughs> I crushed a bunch of, you know, slick Indian food in the airport. You know the reason there aren't any Indian airport food restaurants? Because they know you guys can't control yourselves. You'll f- crap all over the plane. The entire plane. Yeah. And if you took toilets, poop toilets, out of planes, nobody would poop on a plane. Everybody would make it. Everybody. I've never seen somebody mad that da- Brady, don't. I've never seen someone mad dash to the toilet on a plane. If they did, they're sick. Use the sickness bag. It's once in a million. There aren't so many. What do you do, put a urinal on there then? Just a urinal. Okay. And for the ladies, kind of have to do some sort of a weird uh, reverse cowgirl straddle thing going on. But we'll get it, we'll get it figured out. But no, just, there's just no hole for dumping. It's just a, it's a filtered drain. Preach on, brother. I'm preaching, baby. <laughs> Some lady has to do some sort of birth straddle. I don't know what the hell they do. I don't know what's going on. Why don't you clinch it up too, ladies? But yeah, you get a, like a tube or something that they just kind of lean up against the hole and fire out. Yeah, no dumping on planes. That means your sphincter's broken. You can't clinch it up. You were built in. You have a built-in feet. The flight attendant said, see that door swing open. Of course. Ooh, you feel flight attendant. I feel so much better Everybody now. in the front three rows. I've been on the front three rows when a Southwest Airlines pig went in there and goes, Bah, we're flying to Vegas. It's an hour. You couldn't hold that? I really had to go. Your sphincter's broken. What are you doing to that thing? Clinch it up. That's not good for you. Yeah, but you seem to think being 400 pounds overweight's okay. How come I- all of a sudden you're concerned about your health? I just really enjoy unloading in a plane. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. If you can't help it, something's broken on your butthole. Everyone can help it, especially on a short flight, especially short flights. We'll start getting into the discussion and negotiation of a toilet for longer flights. But if we're going from San Diego to Phoenix, there doesn't need to be a toilet on there at all. Now, what about like Chicago? Three and a half hours. Bigger sickness bags. Okay. For the off chance, one person on that plane has to take a dump. That's three and a half hours. New York's five hours. Bigger sickness bags. Anything overseas, we'll put a toilet on it. Overseas, uh, you know, double the amount of bathrooms, too. Yeah, they have they a ton of them, smoke. but you still shouldn't be dumping on them. But, they, but I'll tell you this. The Australia flight, you're on there for 16 and a half hours, and they feed you five times. Yeah, it's going to happen. Some of these people are going to be like, I'm gurgling, I'm gurgling. Look, a sickness bag, there's a couple guys are going to get up and do that. And I think that goes with the territory. You kind of expect, all right, some of these pigs aren't going to be able to hold it for 16 hours. You prepare. The pilot's right. Don't sleep on each other. If you ever woke up touching the guy next to you, stop sleeping on planes. Control yourself. If you've ever fought with a flight attendant, it's probably your fault. Very rarely do flight attendants come up and push you in the shoulder and go, what's your f- problem? Like, they don't do that. Like, they can be rude sometimes. They want to. They, they, they want to punch you. 
Very rarely do they walk by and go, hey, asshole, you want to go? No, you're the one that's doing it. Maybe you said it in the initial speech. Didn't he talk about um, leave the chairs alone? Don't huh? pull the pilot on the speech. Uh-oh. I thought he talked about leave uh, people's chairs in front of you alone. No, and- he didn't say anything about that. But it's a good rule. No, he basically just said be respectful. Don't be that guy. But I like American Airlines. Just That should be a FAA rule. You got to. Got to. I'm just, it's just ridiculous. And if you walk onto the plane in Jew face, expect a backlash. <laughs> if you're not an actor, that's where Jew face kicks in. If you're not an actor and you put on a prosthetic nose and pretend to be a Jew all day, you're doing Jew face. There goes my Groucho Marx. <laughs> what about that? He was Jewish. Can I wear Groucho glasses and still get a laugh? Cancel. Probably just from Brady, but still. What are you doing that Groucho Marx? I'm doing my Groucho Marx impression. Ah, see, that's what I do. Oh, you're Jew-facing. Ah, I'm Groucho face. It's Groucho face. The Hitler mustache. No? If you're playing Hitler and you grow the little mustache, are you Hitler-facing? Yes. Because you want to look more like Hitler for the role. It makes sense to me. We need to start telling these people with sticks in their asses uh, that they're the problem and they need to go get f- That's it. I can't believe he's Jew-facing. I can't believe you just said that. Go get f***ing humorless idiot. Shouldn't a Jew have that role? Uh, when the credits roll, count the steins and golds. The Jews are fine. <laughs> the Jews yeah. are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jews are doing great in the Leonard Bernstein movie. I'm guessing Jews hired Bradley Cooper. What are you bitching about? I, I can... Dollars to donuts, there was a Jewish guy going, we've got to get Bradley Cooper for this. Put a nose on him, he'll look just like him. Who's complaining? Because it's going to make us money. Right. <laughs> See, you've woken the beast. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? <laughs> All right, let's see if we have any Jews on here. Produced All by right, Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg's the producer? Yeah. And he put I'll a Jew... Come on! This is a Spielberg production? You get a pass, then. He's the one putting the Jew nose on him. He handed out the Jew card to Bradley. Exactly. It would be like if... Uh, if Dr. Dre wanted to do a movie about N.W.A. and he hired me and he put me in brown makeup, and he's like, this dude's the best for the job. You can't argue it anymore. Dr. Dre wants me to play Dr. Dre. Says it's produced by Spielberg and Martin Scorsese after winning the rights to the project over Jewish actor Jake Gyllenhaal. All right. Gyllenhaal would have been good, too. But I'd take Bradley over Gyllenhaal. It's a close battle. But Spielberg wants Cooper. And at last I checked, I think the phrase is, the Jews run Hollywood, right? Right. And he's running it, yeah. and he wants Cooper in his movie. I bet you there were three or four different nose things, too, where Spielberg sat in the room and goes, not big enough, make it bigger. <laughs> it's not Bernstein enough. I have a Bernstein nose. Are people going to accuse me? No. I'm going to be walking down the hallway. What's up, Jew face? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. They gave Brett ammunition. <laughs> it's so stupid. Spielberg's producing the movie. That's even worse. We, we have sticks in our asses. America's going to fall because of sticks in our asses. And when America falls with a stick in its ass, there's consequences. Oh, yeah. Pull the sticks out. Nobody's that mad about anything. Uh, Brett Guy. Right. Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. I was just in there yesterday checking out the uh, new e-bikes because it is e-bike season. We've been telling you about it. Pivot's got their new shuttle AM e-bike. Bigger battery, better bike, and um, and it's 
pretty badass. Plus, yeah. they got all the other e-bikes on uh, on Markdown right now, up to 30% off MSRP. So if you're looking for an e-bike, Action Ride Shop's the place. Hell, if you're looking for anything having to do with the bikes, including service, actionrideshop.com, or just go visit Josh and the boys on Gilbert Road in Southern. Yeah. And oh, lost my... Back on the bike, there. too. It feels good to be back on the bike. So it's going to be nice. It's under 105 for the rest of the week. That's riding weather. We're going to head out, I think, the week after next. Are you guys going out? Damn it. Double damn it. Now that there's no golf tournament, I was thinking about going up north with the bike. Let's do it. Eh, it might be a thing. We'll have to discuss this. All right. Uh, on the list here. Uh, well, the big show tonight is uh, Mudvayne, yeah. Cole Chamber. Uh, who else on that? Guar. Yeah, my uh, buddy Jason is pumped about this yeah. thing. He's, yeah, he was texting me yesterday. So he had tons of it. Uh, Mudvayne not falling. Uh, happy from Mudvayne. Uh, Loco from Cole Chamber. And then we got uh, Venge Sevenfold, Butthole Surfers, Rainbow Clutch. Clutch is playing tonight, too. Primus, Skinner, that smell for Toledo's ass. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's do some Mudvayne. All right. What do you want to do? Happy, not falling. Both of them are good. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's go with the not falling. I was right. happy yesterday. Okay. Not falling is good stuff. Yeah, Mudvayne tonight. That's a good show. And they scooted it. From the uh, amphitheater over to Arizona Federal. So if you haven't heard yet and you've got Mudvayne tickets, uh, you're no longer at the big pavilion. Not sweating your ass off. Yeah, you're inside at the Arizona Financial Theater. They moved it, uh, and they said it was because of ticket sales, but you look online and it's almost sold out, which is, what, 5,000 people versus 11. So I guess that's why. And people don't want to stand outside in this heat. I don't blame them. Like, I don't think this is a mud vein problem. I think this is a, I'm not standing outside on a Wednesday night in this heat, just in case. Even though it won't be so bad. Federal Credit Union holds how many? About four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, that makes sense to me. And everybody's like, is mud vein can't sell tickets? Like, no, they can sell tickets. You don't put them on the surface of the sun and ask people to go stand in it. We're smarter than that. That's a hell of a show, too. And you want to get going. Butcher Babies, Nonpoint, Guar, Cold Chamber, Mudvayne. This is a big show. And if you got the uh, VIP tickets also, evidently there's some stuff you can flanagle. Oh, really? Because there were some people complaining that I bought, like, the VIP super box package for this thing, and they're just moving me over. And I'm like, ugh. So yeah, I guess you can call and start to manipulate things that way. I'm not sure what, but just know that if you're going to the show tonight, it's now. Work the angles. Uh, yeah, yeah, work the angles. AZ Federal Theater. Put it on the big nose and go get your money back. <laughs> hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. There's some concert psyching rock for you right there. A little Lux Eterna. Metallica's going to be here in a couple weeks. We pointed that one out, uh, when was that, February? I think we started talking about this. And uh, here it is, two weeks away from the great show. You got some good stuff in town, man. This this uh, this next month, concerts are going to explode. Metallica, boom, ghost a week later with Amon Marth. Zombie, Cooper, Ministry, Filter, the 24th. Corey Taylor's here, the 28th. Foo Fighters, October 3rd. Three then Days Grace, October. October 4th. Avenged Sevenfold, October 8th. Guns N' Roses, October 11th. Shine Down, the 12th. Boris with the Melvins, for all you weirdos, the 13th. I mean, it's never-ending. It is a great fall for music, and we are just about to start punching it. So, 
little Metallica before you get you going and are ready for your next gigantic stadium show that is heading to town. If you don't have your tickets now, start saving. You still got two weeks. You get another check in there. You just probably have to use the whole thing. Uh, it's time now for the Brady Report, brought to you by our friends at Hooters. All you can eat wings are back to pre pandemic pricing at Hooters all day, every day. All the wings you can eat. For prices before we had COVID, it's going to take you back to a no-COVID time of shoving wings in your mouth going, remember when there wasn't COVID? Fifteen ninety nine per person, dining only. We'll see you at Hooters. Brady reported. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Tell-A-Joke Day, National Roller, Co- Roller Coaster Day, and National Rum Day. How about Tell-A-Good Joke Day? Don't just fire, yes. off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. Just fire off a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> couple of baseless fun facts the eiffel tower has been repainted nearly 20 times it's been shades of red yellow brown and gray but has never been painted black hmm. it's always what's that racism what are you what are you yeah. claiming here <laughs> that was the uh, rolling stone song it was about the eiffel tower being painted black i don't yeah. think so mm. i thought fact. this was no bad joke yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It's it's often a joke often bad start. it's a joke all right it's just fake story doesn't seem like a joke because the lack of humor in it but it was an attempt <laughs> yeah doesn't fill all the requirements <laughs> yeah, didn't fill any re- joking requirements it was delivered as fact and yuck. mr pib was originally called peppo when coke started selling it in 1972 never as good but dr pepper sued them for the trademark infringement um so they changed it back to uh dr pib can't do that. Got sued again, and then became Mr. Pib. Lost his license. Now it's known as Pib Extra. Yeah. He lost his doctor, he lost his doctor license. license. What are you doing? Dr. Pepper's like, you don't have a real license. You went to some school in Samoa. You're not a real doctor. You're a chiropractor, Dr. Pib. You're a liar. You're like a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> You're the worst. You know, that would be a great one. Life coach Pib. Ah, they got us there. Both George Washington and Andrew Jackson... Hosted cockfights on the White House lawn. That's pretty good. You know what they should do? Is- Barack should have been there. Nah. <laughs> I, I hosted a couple cockfights in the White House. On the lawn. Brought them back. Inside the bowling alley. <laughs> the Oval Office. The Starfish Office. Lincoln's bedroom. My bedroom. Uh, they should have uh, Mr. Pibb. should go Mr. Pibb RN. I'd still be in the medical field. <laughs> Just to let you know, it's a Dr. Pepper ripoff. We're around it. We're adjacent to the doctor. What are all the other ones? LPN? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to you don't go crazy. People will be confused. But like, or, or how about Mr. Pib DDS? Mr. Pib Urgent Care? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not quite the hospital. <laughs> Mr. Pib Jumpapi Dahaba. Oh, he's an urgent care doctor. Hey, Mr. Pib Jumpapi Dahaba. In relationships between man, a man and a woman, who do you think? is most likely to say, I love you first. Oh, the man. The man. Researchers had over 3,000 adults. No question. In seven countries fill out a relationship questionnaire. And uh, pretty much across the board, men were more If more it means she'll it. roll over and take one back door, we'll tell you I love you that day. We don't mean <laughs> it. It's the, it's the scene from Team America when she said, I'd make love to you, but you have to promise me you'll never die. And the next line, he goes, I promise I will never die. Because all he wanted to do is bang her. He'll do anything she said at that point. The average guy starts thinking about saying it 69 days into a relationship. All right. All right. But they say the average man will say, I love you, 107 days into dating. Usually, 
That's two months in a, in a week, and right? A half months. Two months in a week at 69 days. You're starting to say, there's only one thing I haven't conquered on this woman. I have to take the next step in order to get in there. But if you can hold out for two weeks. She's going to give it to you anyway? Yeah, because it says uh, she gives basically 122 down. days for women and 77. I remember there was a girl. Start thinking about it. Uh, you knew her, Brady. I worked with her at The Zone. And she, we were at a, like, we were just drinking after work. There was like seven or eight of us. And she said something. She was only like 30. And this was in 1996. And she said, uh, I won't do anything with a man with my mouth until he tells me he loves you. And every guy at the table goes, lonely. You're never going to do anything with your mouth on a man ever. Because that's, <laughs> if those are the criteria, they're leaving way before. Like, nobody's going to say, or I love you. They're saying, I love you on day one. And, I was get the mouth harping. I was a big well, right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I love you if I find that out. And well, that was the other thing is that yeah. one of the guys at the table goes, "By the way, Lisa, I love you." Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean I'm going to do it just automatic. Well, I just want you to let you, you get a couple more Hennessy's in you. I love you. The more we drink, the more I love you. But uh, I remember telling her, "I'm like, look, you don't realize what's coming on here soon, but the porn generation Whoa. is like five. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah, part yeah. of the pun. I'm like, just wait until all this. Because that was when the internet had first started kind of popping up. Hey, look, we show naked pictures real fast of people. I'm like, this is a group of women that are going to start doing things. They're about to be exposed. So blowjobs are passe. Like, that's grandma talk, saying that you won't do anything with your mouth. It's your butt. The future, Your currency now lives in your pants, and it's not in the front. Watch your butt. BJ's. <laughs> You can stumble into one of those nowadays. Whoops, I'm sorry. I was just trying to check out here at the Safeway, and uh, I didn't know that was going to happen. But you have to say you love me for the other stuff. Oh, I will. You keep up this toothless, methy nonsense, and there's going to be some love thrown about. Someone pulled 2,000 Americans and asked if you could time travel, which historical event or historical scene they'd want to travel back to to see in person. Assuming you don't die. We just talked about that the other day. I changed mine from Hitler baby to, I forgot what it was, but it was something ridiculous. First place is a tie between ancient Egypt and the American Revolution. No. Maybe fans of uh, Outlander were chiming in on that. The rest of the top picks in order, ancient Greece, the Viking Age, uh, Italy during the Renaissance, Europe during World War II. Normandy on uh, D-Day, and the fall of the Berlin Wall, 1989. I think I switched it to you in the Ahoel's parking lot. <laughs> I think that was what I went there, and then Hitler, kill Hitler, baby. Those were my two moves. There's another one in there. Some others there. that made the list. I was surprised how far down it went, but the moon landing, Woodstock, the birth of Jesus. No, Woodstock. <laughs> Woodstock? That's terrible. No. The first atomic no, bomb. Smelling hippies. The most overrated event in American history. Woodstock. Without question. A few people said uh, dinosaurs when the asteroid hit. Okay, that's stupid. I think I also said I'd go back to the day that, that Obama... That was it. Obama standing on the porch for his second blowjob from that guy. I wanted to be... Uh, <laughs> Came back for I would, I would time travel to that. Remember, that was yesterday. That's yeah. right. And I said I'd just change my new time traveling thing. It, it, it usurped Brady's Ajo Al's parking lot adventure. Moved Killing Hitler, baby. And became the number one time travel destination for me, which is Obama's second trip up the porch to meet the guy who blew him for another one. That's right. Gold. 
A new spiral shape. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. <laughs> Can't imagine how great that would be to stand on that porch and wait for that guy to answer. Oh, my goodness. A new spiral shaped tampon just got approved by the FDA. Uh, Next story. It's called Sequel. <laughs> what are we doing? Sequel? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said fecal. Spiral. What is it? Like a corkscrew or yeah. something? Yeah. I mean, you can, like, like a uh, dice dork. If you hit the center, it squeaks. It shows a picture of it. Corkscrew. Two students from Stanford named Greta Meyer and Amanda Calabrese came up with the ideas in a class pl- your project. People, Brett? Wouldn't no. the blood go down the, the... Excuse me? Yeah, when you're bleeding on a corkscrew, it's just going to spiral out of you. They say uh, instead I, uh, the grooves that spiral hold more. I see it the other way. I see the, yeah. blood, the blood droplets finding their way down all the way like the matter. And less likely to leak. I don't, According to the that's the worst the spiral worst word to associate. There's a little catch all at the bottom. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe it's a big plug at the bottom. Like an there oil is pan? there's a Corona yeah. at the end. The picture of the spiral. It's got a little lip at the bottom. Yeah, and it holds it's got the leakage. A picture. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Schumer's ready spiral for these commercials. Yeah. Oh. So when a five's just not big enough. You know the crazy part is, as I was reading a little bit about this yesterday, tampons were officially invented ninety years ago. Even if you're biblical, that's four thousand nine hundred and ten years without them. A lot of napkins, roots and stews, socks, I mean, napkins, socks, napkins, hair, oh, uh, children's clothes, uh, yeah, everything. Just, uh, oh, that looks like a pleasure machine. Ugh. You said at the end. Okay, never mind, Brady. I thought you might be thinking that it goes in the other way. Yeah. That goes string down, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, string the top. Yeah, the corona on top. Yeah. Is there. If she put it in an upside I didn't, down. When I saw the picture, I did <laughs> not see the problem. <laughs> be gr- you'd be grabbing it to try to get it out there. It'd be like a paint sponge. <laughs> oh. You got to have the string, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've created a leak. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm squishing it all over. It's I put it holding in, until you touch it. I put it in Brady style and <laughs> I left the bottom out. Ugh. I, I thought it went strings in. Ugh. God, those are gross. Two American tourists were busted by security on the Eiffel Tower because they snuck in and they basically managed to have an overnighter. Tried to paint it black. <laughs> Nope. Just check it. But they, uh, security made their sweeps at the end of the night, thought everyone was out, and then the next morning, one of the security guards discovered these two kids up there. They uh, got busted for trespassing, but most likely won't be any jail time. It's just to pay a fine because they didn't try to. Do, they didn't do any destruction. They. They <laughs> it looks like they drank a little too much and maybe passed out inside the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Is it that thing? exciting? Yeah, I've never been there. That's France. That's probably no. one of the more disappointing things I would imagine. I would too. think, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's up there, and I only I went. Uh, it's an observatory, right? Yeah, it's like but it's pretty tall. It's pretty tall. tall. It's, it's, tall. it's space the platform, tall. and what's cool is you know on the each level on the second level, um, it's like the table, the glass table in Grand Canyon. You walk over the plexiglass and you're looking oh, straight down. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. neat. Yeah. It's Space neat. Space then there's a restaurant on top too. and Space Needle, that kind of stuff. It's yeah, kind I'll of just go to Vegas, right? So I did the one in the Vegas. Yeah. It's okay. broadcast from that tower the one time. No, we did it. 
Didn't you? No, or that was yeah, the stratosphere. stratosphere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I just, that one doesn't interest me because I think I've seen it so many times. I mean, the stratosphere is actually taller than the Eiffel Tower. Just look that up by a hundred and like in real life, hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you want a better view of you want to get up high and have a better view. of The stratosphere is the one. You're, you know, the view that you have in Paris is a. It's of bit, Paris. Yeah. Right. But you know, if you were Parisian, you can see Notre Dame and sure, sure. all the stuff. It's that's but still if you're in Vegas, you're looking down, you can see uh, still New York. Yeah, yeah, New York. You, see, you just look down at a bunch like of yeah. Frenchmen. Yuck. <laughs> I guarantee you, the Parisians roll over and think the stratosphere is cool, and the Eiffel Tower is a joke. You know, they're looking at that thing like, yeah, it's even a the Eiffel track. Tower at King's Island, people enjoy going up. Yeah, and jumping off because they're in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Brett. <laughs> You give me an Eiffel Tower in Ohio, I give you a solution, a final one. This uh, woman in Florida is uh, uh, under arrest in, uh, for killing her roommate. Her name's Nicole Marks. She's 35 years old. Roommate was a 79-year-old guy. Um, they found her with a hammer and a knife in her hand and some blood, and she dropped those. And she basically said, I usually carry these around. Sure. Then they... Um, as they're arresting her, she asked if she have something to drink. They handed her a diet Mountain Dew, and that's when she tried to cleanse herself of DNA by oh, she poured pouring the Mountain Dew wow. all over herself. Is Mountain Dew known for that? <laughs> I don't know, because it's it a didn't tasty work. beverage, but you pour it all over yourself. Is it? We need to ask a horror that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time once again for Ask a Whore. Let's welcome our whore today. <laughs> Hi, whore. Now, between John's, do you just pour Diet Mountain Dew all over it and cleanse him off? <laughs> yes, I do, Bob. That's a horror trick. Like eating Metamucil 24 hours before anal sex. <laughs> Always have a can of Mountain Dew. Diet. It's a delicious beverage and a vaginal cleanser. Uh, <laughs> whore, stop it. <laughs> Thanks, whore. Tune in next week for Ask a Whore. I think we could get that going. Oh, yeah, and this For is a sure. horror, all right. Yes. Oh, yeah, guilty. Right there. She's got a Christmas ornament tattooed to her neck, and I think it's this Dale's lady across her <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah, she's a horror, all right. And a murderer. There's this primary school uh, in Scotland, in the town of Inverclyde. They call it Twinverclyde. Is the joke oh, because I saw this seventeen sets of twins at this one school? They're experimenting, and that's not the record in Scotland. In this town, they had uh, a few years back. They had nineteen sets of twins. Nobody's looking into the genetic experimentation that's going on here. Seventeen sets of that's thirty-four people. Yeah, in one tiny elementary school, the same age. Where's the lab? Because they did this in Brazil with all those blonde kids. Remember that whole? Yep. And then a hundred years later, boys like, from Brazil. It, yeah. Well, it wasn't the boys from Brazil. It was We're the other. It was big. the city that yeah. had all those blonde twins. And it was like seventy percent chance you were going to have blonde twins in this town. And then later they said yes. Uh, when the Nazi doctors came over here, they did a little experimentation. I think Boys of Brazil was based on the idea that they were blonde Brazilians all of a sudden popping up. But yeah, there's something going on. You can't. That's not a funny haha. That's a uh oh. Where's Doctor Mangala? And what are we doing? What's in the food there in Scotland? 
there's this uh, California wine company called Ocean Fathoms. It uh, it's at Santa Barbara, and they basically make the wine and then store it in the ocean oh. for 12 months, and then pull it up. It's supposed to have uh, you know a certain way to kind of distill the wine, not distill the wine, but You're age the wine. Yeah, okay. They're in trouble uh, the because tiles. they never got cleared for. Ocean the storage use. in the ocean. Oops. And secondly, they didn't have a license to sell the wine. Well, there's two. That's the bigger yeah, one right yeah, there. Yeah. You can't start a winery without a license. We can't have a golf tournament without a license. You can't open a winery without one. Did They, have they had to destroy 2,000 bottles. Uh, that's what was left over from the inventory. But um, <laughs> So they sold everything up to they that sold point? Them. Yeah. They're selling them. <laughs> until they got caught. Up to $500 a bottle. Without a license. How you get away with that that long? That's pretty good. Got another guy that was selling stuff illegally. He was a former pastor. Um, Kids underwear. Oh, probably no. Nope. Got to get rid of the evidence. Robert Dell. He was a pastor at the Pinellas County, the the Rock Church. Um, he was there for two and a half years, but he set up this deal where he would sell goods online, and the money from the sale would go to a drug addiction center in St. Petersburg. Well, the stuff they're selling from Home Depot was stolen. He's swiping and double dipping. Oh, Mostly uh, Milwaukee and DeWalt tools. Good stuff. Total loss of merchandise. Milwaukee tools stink. And then another DeWalt tools stink. He operated for around 10 years. Total amount of loss of merchandise was $5 million. Yep. The Rock Church then released a statement saying, just to clear the record, Robert Dill is not a pastor at the Rock Church. He wasn't the founding pastor either. He was the pastor when it was called the Rock Community Church and Transformation Center and hasn't been a pastor there for two and a half years. You want to hear a moment <laughs> of how unhandy I am speaking of tools? Uh-oh. I got myself one of them Milwaukee drills. Those are nice. They're very nice. Real nice. Now, the old DeWalt one I had, take the battery off and plop it down into the charger. Sure. This thing's got something that pops off slides like a little cartridge, and you slide it into its charger. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sitting there. I needed this thing because I wanted to build a bed frame. Pre-built, but screw it. Assemble. You wanted to assemble assemble a bed frame. Build one. (laughs) And I'm breaking the thing out. I'm trying to get the clip off the bottom. I had to go to the website to get instructions on how to get the battery off the drill to use the drill. And I'm like, I shouldn't have a drill. <laughs> if I can't figure out how to, if I'm not handy enough to figure out how to get the battery. And you know what it is? This isn't for me. A tiny clip on the back that you squeeze the sides and then the little clip, the easiest thing in the world. And by the way, not even necessary to push. It was just enough of a resistance. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be working a drill. I can't figure this part out. The drill baffled me. Using it? Forget it. If you want a little uh, weekend getaway to Santa Barbara and Airbnb, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are uh, letting you stay in their beach house for nice. the weekend. How much? Um, it, booking opens today at 1 p.m. or 11, 11 a.m. our time. Okay. And it's free. You get chosen. That's not right, Brady. All right. Aren't we two hours? Or we no, we're never two hours from California. I think we're Well, even. no, it's no, 11, 1 p.m. Eastern. Oh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So yeah, we're 3 p.m. Yeah, that's not It's 10. 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m., yeah. 
Um, They're booking something in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And they'll be there to welcome you. Opening day, make sure you got everything. Which one are we looking at here? I'm drill blind. There's 400 of them. One of those is mine. (laughs) And you couldn't get the battery up? Uh, It came in a bag. It doesn't have a box. It came in a bag. There, there, that's there. there this the one? ones in little bags down there. Uh, this one. Yeah, there you go. That one. That's not it. No. No, we're wasting everybody's time. Oh, sorry, I was just <laughs> trying to figure out what the problem was. Yeah. Oh, I figured it out. <laughs> but you had to go to the website. I had to go to the website to go. How to get this damn thing off? <laughs> it's real easy, by the way. Like it's just, it's an idiot's move. Oh, clip done. Did the boxing glove come out of your phone? <laughs> no, oh, yeah. No. In the face. I was sitting there like, I, I knew while I was like, how do you get the drill to work? I shouldn't be working a drill. I had some radio videos. Oh, yeah? But now mine aren't downloading. Were you able to get them, Toledo? I got the two that you sent me, yes. Okay. Here's one. This is a little uh, video on a motorcycle. The guy's got the uh, camera... Back Mounted, on himself. It's, yeah, it's aimed at the driver of the motorcycle yeah. off the handlebars. Happens quick, Rick. Okay, so here we go. Oh, my oh, God. Man. He just falls off. He flies off backwards. When Dido playing in the yeah, background, too. Man, I had a wreck, too. <laughs> Screw that. That's where you the motorcycle. Somebody right behind Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Did you just have a blowout? They closed. She hit him. Oh, she hit good. him from behind. Yeah, and he flew backwards. Or getting caught listening to Dido yeah. while you're riding your Harley. Somebody tried to run you over. Too. There it is again. Look at him fly. Wow, that's a nice bike too. It yeah. shouldn't have Dido on it. No. Oh. Maybe it's phone mama. Oh. I looked at the video and she was on her phone. I'll see you tomorrow on the radio. So long, phone babies. It reminds me that it's not so bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to go haul my ass over to the other bar here real quick, if you don't mind. Dido will get me there faster. <laughs> Nothing says cool like a dude on a bike listening to Dido's late 90s hits. Next one's a little wrestling move off the top turnbuckle. He's going to uh, jump on the dude. Okay. Overshoots a little bit. Yeah. He's in ICP. Yeah, the dude on the ground is uh, starfished. <laughs> yeah. He's out. Guy on the top turnbuckle is about to crush him with his body. Here we go. This is uh, amateur wrestling. This his whole life. Oh, God, he does a flip oh, and just oh, him by a mile oh, and run. Not good. Oh, oh, not good. Oh, no. The show goes on. The guy breaks oh, his neck, clearly dead. And just riddles his spine after. The other wrestler pulls him by the arm and scoots so the, Oh, that's the terrifying. is from the wrestler. It says, uh, I broke my skull, was bleeding from my brain, but I was released from the hospital in six days. I'm unbreakable. <laughs> He's going to do it God. again. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be done. Yeah. Good thing is. I'll go sell insurance. He uh, broke his skull, which protects nothing. <laughs> and we got this one. Oh, my goodness. A listener sent this one in. Guy's uh, out on the trail. Got a riding, GoPro on his helmet. Riding his motocross bike. Speeding his speed bike through this yeah, dirt trail. Oh, there's trees everywhere. This oh, could be a deer. The dirt. This is bad. Yeah, he just hit something. Just hit something. He's slowing down. What he hit? Oh, no don't way. be it. What he hit? No way. Oh, is he cuss? My foot's done. My foot is done. My foot is done. He stabbed himself in the foot with that big log. Oh, oh my God! Don't show this. Don't. 
right there. He just on the side. Oh of yeah, and impaled him, and he was able to keep it up so that he didn't crash. There's a stick. That's a yeah, stick. I thought that was in the road. That's just jammed all the way through its foot. Oh my uh, god. Good on him though. He didn't wreck. Yeah. Oh. Just, now I see it. Now there's the stick in the video, too. Right. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Man. My foot is done. Oh, right through his foot. A giant branch. And his buddy's up there. So He's going, what happened, dude? Gone. <laughs> all right. Bro, you all right? All right, Brett, crush us. All right. Brett's videos should be good today. They're all right. Based They're on all right. People getting a new word. Uh... This one's just called Incoming, and you'll see why. Okay. This one's called Incoming. I'm a, also a I'm name a, of a segment on Ask a Whore. All right, Incoming. It's just a guy at a stoplight behind a Ford. Uh, Truck just, smash? Yeah, nothing, nothing really. Here's oh, an airplane. Yeah. There's an airplane. Oh, it's oh, a yeah. oh, my God. A plane just crashed. Mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> Holy crap. Just that American Airlines pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, pricks, to sit down. Hey, folks, I'm going to melt up a little early here. I think we're going to... Wow. Good news is we're going to be touching down uh, 20 minutes ahead of schedule. Bad news is we're going to be 30 miles from the airport. (laughs) A little charred. Wow. Hits the power lines. That had to cook everybody in there. Yeah. Uh, Sitting at a stoplight and watching a plane crash. Wow. And in the next two are pretty much OSHA videos. OSHA? Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I thought you said something else. No, no, no. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> okay. Well, it could be. No, no, no. Dude, dude's in yeah, some sort of a spinning, spinning wheel, giant museum, spinning wheel no, factory. No, 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 he's no, reaching no. into the he wheel. He's in the wheel. He's in. Oh, there goes his head. Oh, he's still Oh, wait. He's kicking. Oh, he's trying to get out. Look at all the blood. There's so much blood. Oh, Brett. Oh, he's going through the whole shebang. Somebody's following the camera as it goes through the... What the... The everlasting gobstock stopper. What was that game they used to play? Mousetrap? Oh, yeah, Mousetrap. He's in it. Mousetrap! Boy, oh, boy. And then this one here is uh, along the same lines. Another OSHA video? Yeah. OSHA. You're saying OSHA. OSHA. Yes. Oh, guys, in another factory. A lot of spinning parts in these factories. He's sweeping up. He's cleaning watch up. The guy near, Nick, watch are, the guy near. Watch the guy. So this is hot. Oh, he's doing that hot lava stuff. What was that? That was like he put down it's a like piece. Like a wire or something? They rolled out flat? or are there, Yeah. I don't know what he did. He shot Well, some, you could say that. He shot some lava. Did, did it, it already happen, bro? No. Oh. If there's a dude walking toward him. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. just tried to climb through the spinning holes and it ate him alive. Oh, why'd he do that? Look or at him just snagged his clothes. I think no. snagged his clothes or something. He's hugging the thing. Right there. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. It just eats wow. him up. Oh, oh. Wow. Oh. I think it kept his leg, too, didn't oh. it? Kept all of it. Well, let's check it out again. Let's oh. take a look. Toledo has <laughs> a new observation. The guy just walks through. There's three spinning metal... It's like... A, I don't know. It's like... I don't know what this it's thing rollers. does. It rolls yeah, out roll. metal, right? Well, what does it do? It... Oh, 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 gets oh, his leg, oh, and then it just, oh, it just tortures oh, the whole body. Oh, oh, oh God, that's his oh, that that's is head. amazing. That is horrible. <laughs> we can post that one. Yeah, we probably yeah, can we throw can that probably. one. It's no blood or guts. Man, somebody's got to tell me what that thing does other than eat people. That seems to be its only purpose. Wow. The world. Thanks, cameras. <laughs> Thanks, Be Mr. safe out there. Man. That's horrible. All right, there you go. Just don't get close to things that are spinning like that. I stay away from all spinning things. Anyway, uh, it's 818. I get a special guest we're going to tell you about coming in here in just a little bit. Pretty cool. 
uh, situation coming up here on September 9th. We'll talk to uh, this gentleman about what's going on then and how you can help out. It's 98 KUPD. There goes your Brady Report. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. All right, this is actually a beautiful moment. We're not known for these things, but a beautiful moment is upon us. Riley and Terry are here. Uh, Riley Murph. Oh, Terry, I didn't get your last name. Cubal. Cubal. Uh, Terry Cubal. These guys Cubal. are... Cubal? Is that Cubal. what you call them? That's my nickname, too. If I took the hat off, you'd know why. Uh, uh, Riley and Terry are here, and you guys are doing something amazing. Tell us, first off, Riley, uh, why you're here. Just explain it better than I could ever try. Yeah, so we're here to talk about the 7th Annual Salt River Firefighters 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb. It's an event we host every year at Salt River Fields, a talking stick. Um, you know, it's to commemorate the firefighters, police officers, and EMS personnel that gave the ultimate sacrifice on 9-11-2001. So what right. we do is we climb 2,071 stairs and symbolically complete their journey. And the money goes back to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation and supports the FDNYCSU program, um, other programs for people that have been affected by 9-11, other fallen firefighters throughout the nation. And the money also goes to the East Valley Firefighters Relief Fund. So all of our local guys that need help when they need right. it. And you guys need, uh, you know, this kind of stuff. We need to pay attention more to the to guys like you. Police, firefighters, first responders, and things like that. You know, it kind of bothers me, and I don't know how you guys feel. It's like at sporting events, it's like let's hear it for blah blah, and we all stand up and clap. But does anybody actually do anything? And these are those moments where somebody can actually show up and do something, actually put some stake in the game. Which I love that you're doing this. And you go out to the the baseball field, right? Yep. Spring and just start climbing. Yep. And it seems like thinking of the baseball field, I got this. But 110 stories is how many steps per story? It's 2,071 steps total, right? And it's it's kind of weird at the ball field. We have a route set up where we go kind of in a snake motion. So right. it's actually a little bit more, but, you know, it's all about some ball. But right, but there is some downhill. There is some downhill. Which is unlike what everybody else was doing, yeah. which was a constant Straight uphill up. climb. Right. So when you climb 2,000 stairs up the entire way, you really get a gauge, especially we should make everybody wear backpacks, have everybody <laughs> load crazy. up. with, And you really kind of sit and think to yourself, do I have that in me? Yeah, what I mean, those guys did and what those men and women did is it's a horrifying prospect to say, all right, go in and climb that monstrosity. You know, it's cool. You'll see firefighters from all over the state show up. And, you know, we have teams from Chandler Fire, Tempe Fire, you know, Queen Creek Fire. Yeah. And these guys all bring their turnouts and they're all packed out and everything. And some guys are doing it on air and carrying American flags. And it's, it's just a real feel good thing. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's and so kicker. if I can't go. There's also ways I can still help, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You can just go to the website and, and uh, make a donation directly to the event, or you can actually donate. Like if you have a, a buddy that's doing the event or something like right. that, you can go donate in his name. Okay, which so. is great. And the money all goes to these great foundations you mentioned, and it's such a cool thing. What was the what was the what, what was your idea going into this? Like, did we make them climb, or I think what was your first thought when you put this together? You know, so we started this in 2015, and there was 14 of us, and we did it in the stairwell at Talking Stick Resort, and it's you know 17 stories, right? Yeah. So we just did 17 stories, seven and a half times up and down with oh, all this stuff, and it was a butt kicker. That's huge. And so we just did it. Hey, let's do this. Let's make a couple T-shirts, kind of a commemorative thing for the guys. And yeah, man, we could. We could turn this into something. We could do something good with this. And then yeah. here we are. Last year, we were the fifth most profitable National Fall and Firefighter stair climb in the country with over 1,000 people. We raised over six figures. Holy cow, it's that's crazy. amazing. In, in six years, right? Six years. Yeah. It's crazy. With the whole gap year we talked about off there of yeah. COVID messing things up, you still, you, you're going over six figures on this thing, which is outstanding. So if I want to go, I want to get involved. Uh, walk me through the process real quick. Can I just show up? Yeah, you can. Well, it depends. Registration closes at fifteen hundred people, and and we hit capacity last year to thousand. As of right now, there's about four hundred people registered. 
Um, so if it's not a capacity, you can just show up and register. Right. But we only have about 15 days left to make a shirt order, so make sure you sign up soon or you can't get guaranteed to mint Isn't it ironic that your own kind, firefighters, are the reason why we have to cap it? Yeah, it's like cool. we could have thousands <laughs> yeah. more, but yeah. you Fire guys code. put your all right, not a, not no more than a thousand. And I, I mean, it's crazy though. You see the public, you know, you see people with kids on their shoulders. You see, yeah. you know, grandmas. Oh my, my son's a fireman in in Buffalo or wherever, Colorado. Yeah. You know, I want to come here and support him. And you see people from all walks of life coming. Not yeah. only firemen, you see cops. You know, we had some Mesa SWAT guys out one year. Awesome. We have wildland firefighters that show up. There's. Guys that just follow fire trucks. That's right. Weirdos who eyeball fires. Yeah. Voyeurs. Yeah. yeah. Voyeurs. Yeah. yeah. We'll take them. Hey, it's, hey. It still counts. Just don't touch the firefighters. Stay away. That's hey, the like, money's going to the right place. Yeah. That's what we care about, right? You should but, have, like, the ones that bother you off in the other stairwell. Look, we'll put those over there, and we'll do our climb on this side. Uh, it's such a cool thing. And you guys are, like, you know, look, there's, there's a hero gets tossed around for every sport, uh, every athlete and everything else. But truly... Watching what you guys do. And I, you know who I really feel sorry for right now is firefighters and these idiot hikers. And nobody ever thinks that you have to hike to get them. Yeah. Like, there was, what's a guy thinking? And then you realize they're three quarters of a mile up and you have to go put those suits on and wander up there. And go, These idiots should have to. I think there should be a rule that they pay for everything you guys have in your lives for a day. Like your house, <laughs> like food. Like that person deserves to pay oh, the shit. firefighters everything. Some sort of fine. Like yeah, that. there should be a massive <clears throat> fine involved in that. Or, or you just like leave them. You can always bring us ice cream. So. Yeah, I think you should bring them that uh, four-wheel drive uh, gurney. And let them figure it out from the there. I gave you a wheel. You get out of here. I mean, here. we've got some pretty cool equipment. We've got a big wheel. We can put them on and wheel them down. Love that. And all that stuff. I'm so sure you've great. seen it if you're out hiking. I've actually had a friend need it. Oh, there you go. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like 14 dudes showed up with this big toy. And I'm like, I don't care that her leg's bleeding. I went on that machine. I don't know how we got out of here. And that was just a fun ride. You know, that's one of the coolest parts of the job is we have the, the coolest equipment, the coolest toys, and we get to do this for a living. Yeah. So it's the greatest job in the world. Pretty awesome. So I just wanted to say, uh, from my personally, thank you to you guys and everybody out there who does what you do. Because it isn't, it isn't a normal brain that puts themselves in the situation you guys put yourselves in. Well, you know, don't thank us. Thank the guys, you know, that gave the ultimate sacrifice and all, yeah. the, all the local guys that have done what they do. To, you know, yeah. So. It's pretty awesome. Now, tell me, Terry, you're on duty right now, correct? Yeah. Are you allowed to be here? I am allowed to be here. I got permission. <laughs> He's All ready right, to go. Sure I maybe I shouldn't have mentioned you uh, being on duty, but uh, I need to know now that uh, what's the most recent crazy thing you've run into? Gosh, there's there's so many, and I, I don't want to um, bring up anything that's going to um, bother anybody, but right. uh, oh, craziest-wise are, are definitely the car accidents on the 101. Oh, yeah? It's unbelievable how many people text and drive or do their hair and drive and shave and drive and all that kind of shave? stuff. Shave? They're Shaving with the razor. You they don't tell you I was drive? shaving. No, you just see the razor laying on the on the seat <laughs> after the accident. Shaving no cream kidding. on one side of the face. Really? And they don't have the the decency to just dry it all off by the time you guys get there and lie. You Were you know, shaving? No. Let's just no, make no. this a public service mountain. Just stay safe. You know, don't text and drive. Right. Don't shave and drive. Don't shave and drive. Up, that's higher than text and drive. Really, I think. Yeah, that's a bad one. Be responsible. I remember one guy told me that he. Uh, there was an unresponsive, this is the best firefighter story I've ever heard, unresponsive person at a Circle K or something like that, and they couldn't figure out why their, their, their temperature was just collapsing. And they went to do a check and something, tink, tink, they had put a bottle of beer inside themselves, female, and it had dropped their core temperature. So they passed out inside and they couldn't figure out why this person was dropping out. Well, Never was, heard of that. Yeah, that's Never a good heard one. of that one, yeah. <laughs> And that one, I just, see, and that's where my brain just says, well, that person isn't going to make it out today because I'm not going in after that. 
That the bottle stays. That's somebody else's gig. No, you we're, guys, we're going to take you to the hospital. Oh, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you drop that person off. The bottle stays. I, I just, yeah, we'll, we'll drop you off, but the bottle is not, I'm not fishing that out. You guys do, um, like, people think fires and this car wrecks, the stuff you guys deal with. The EMS calls. Oh, EMS calls are insane. If anybody ever watches OP Live and sees what you guys, like, what the cops go, all right, it's all yours. It's like, oh. Glove up. <laughs> I mean, you know, most of what we do is medical nowadays. Yeah. It's pretty much that way in this, the whole valley, so. Yeah, truly heroes, though. It's amazing what you guys do and what, what yourselves, uh, the position you put yourselves in is awesome, which is why I wanted to have you here. Seventh uh, annual Salt River 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb uh, over at the Salt River Fields. And if people want to get on that thing, what's the website one more time? The we- it's it's kind of a long website, honestly. If you just Google 9-11 Stair Climb and you're in Arizona, it's the first thing that pops up. You can go to Salt River Fields website. You can okay. go to your affiliate website. Okay. You can go to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation website. It's it's all over the internet. Just Google Salt River Firefighters 9-11 Stair Climb. And knocking it out. And if anybody wants to donate, you do it on the website. You find your way through that. You can do it at 98kupd.com which is absolutely awesome. And thank you for letting us be part of that, for us to partner up with you guys and just to kind of follow your lead. It's pretty awesome what you're doing. And hearing that number that you threw out is even more. And what does, that, what does that money do? It goes to the fallen firefighters. Go to their families or what does it do? You know, so it does. It helps support the families. There's, like I said, the FDNY CSU Counseling Services Unit Program. And then some of the money goes to the East Valley Firefighters Relief Fund. So if we have a line of duty death, you know, job-related cancer is on the rise in the fire service. Yeah. So it's not only firefighters. We know if there's a public safety professional, DPS officer, a cop, something like that, the money from the East Valley Firefighters Relief Fund will go to help them, their family, their yeah. kids. You know, we do things like, you know, create scholarships for kids. And there's so many different things. a ton things of different things it does, which is great. Now, as firefighters, leave us with this. Uh, tell, besides text or shave and drive, uh, tell society to knock it off. What's the one thing you would tell them to knock off? <laughs> You've got a big audience right now. Let me get my list What's one that pops up like, I wish people would just knock this off? You know, honestly, the the, the big thing is texting and driving. Texting and driving is your big thing. It's caused a lot of horrific things. Yeah. Just be responsible, man. Think about, don't just think about yourself. You know, that text can wait. Absolutely. Terry? I'm going to say drinking and driving, John. The other one. People think about, they they, they don't worry about what's going to happen to the other folks that they run into on the freeway. And innocent lives get lost all the time. For some reason, these people who drink and drive are made of rubber. Yeah. They're the ones that they're not hurt. Walk away sense. uninjured. That's correct. Yeah. And other people get hurt. So that, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, okay. Drinking and driving, texting and driving. So that you, you mostly just drive better. Distracted. Just drivers. be better drivers. Knock it off. Yeah, just be a good human, be you know? Be a good person. It be seems like something being. we should. And I'm guilty of it. I text and drive sometimes, and I'm, I'll sit there, and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, you catch yourself halfway through sort of in this fog, like, doing other things. My wife, and now I do it, and this is another thing. I don't know how you guys can fix this, but you might be able to. When she's in the car with me, and I text, you know, you don't have that can wait. And I'm like, now I'm doing it because of you. Now I'm doing it because it's I don't care what happens. So now it's like, now it's just this bitter marriage argument rather than just me being smart. So uh, our brains have to be smarter, like you said, just be a better person. Yeah, I think you're asking the wrong guys. To yeah. <laughs> Could you just drive over there and scare her? That's all I'm asking. Bring the trucks, light it up, Megan, and uh, do that. Yeah, Megan, that's yeah. exactly right. You know her. You've dealt with her. She's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, uh, Riley and Terry, thank you guys for everything you do every single day. And this is awesome. Uh, the, the stair climb, I hope uh, nothing but the best. The biggest year you have. I hope it all goes uh, crazy, and if we can help any more, you let us know. Yeah, Please. I appreciate it. You know, like I said, you guys have been our partners through, from really since the beginning, and, and we were fortunate to have, enough to have some really great sponsors that have been partnering with us from the beginning. So just thank you to everybody that's been a part of this and made it what it is. Thank you yeah, for affording us some time this morning. Absolutely. Really Thanks for making the time. We appreciate it. Riley and Terry, uh, heroes in our city, amongst us, uh, unnamed, very rarely appreciated like you should be. But we appreciate everything you guys, uh, men and women of the fire department, do. And all around the, the first responders and all of it. It's ridiculous. You guys need uh, more money. 
I don't have it. Don't ask me. And uh, more everything. If you want it, you should get it. You're the heroes that we have. So we thank like you, guys. Cream. We like you want some ice cream? Bring ice cream. <laughs> bring somebody to drop a well. That's probably weird. You get a weirdo bring an ice cream. Support your local yeah. firefighters. That's them it. Them. Support them all. Bring them. If you have ice cream handy and they're out, you see one. Uh, but maybe just say thank you. How about that? When people see you, just go, hey, thanks for everything you do. That's it. Riley, Terry, thank you guys for your time. Uh, the Stair Climb's coming up on the 9th of September. All the website information is at 98kupd.com. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? 98kupd. You know, Brett and I just talking about this. Pantera's also concert psyching rock, which uh, I know. They're opening up for Metallica on the Friday night show, and wow, that's a hell of a night. And they got Zach Wilde playing guitar uh, for him because, you know, obviously they got to have somebody do it. Uh, but I'm very curious about that Pantera part of the Metallica weekend. That is a big show. Pantera and Metallica on the same night in 2023. It's insane. So uh, I'm excited about that. A couple weeks away. Uh, we learned from our firefighter friends that were just here, uh, and a lot of people email and say, what do I do about this? What? Uh, check it out at 98kupd.com, the uh, 7th Annual Salt River 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb. That's all you got to look for. You can register to donate. You can do all that stuff. Uh, you can check out uh, saltriverfields.com, uh, I think their website. I'm not sure if that's the website, but check out their thing. And like you said, just Google 9-11 Stair Climb Arizona. First thing up. And you can get to be part of this. It's a very cool deal. And uh, they did tell us that off the air, you know, shaving and driving, you think that that's something no one would do? Sounds like common sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, but then they said off the air that there's also a problem in our state with uh, some masturbating and driving. <laughs> so knock that off, too. Pull John. <laughs> sure, I've done it. Have you? Not while driving. I did it once, driving. And it was only because... A girl I was going to see, this was years ago, and I'm going to spill the, the cats out of the bag on this one as well, that I was also driving my, my friend's mom's car. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, watching her house, and I was allowed to use the car, and she called me, and she said, be ready. And I go, yeah? She goes, yeah, and I want you to last a long time. So, being a man on the drive over, I'm like, oh. I need to clear these tanks because I'm pretty riled up. Pre-game. Right there on the floor of the... And now that I think about it, there was another time I was driving my ex's mom's car and did that too. Is this Brian Adams' girl? No, no, no. Different girl. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> there with the five no. Shout out. It was not. It was not Brian. It was early days of radio, actually. Oh, okay. And I had a... Uh, a girl from the radio school that moved on to something else. And not her. No, not this one. Quit it. But that was right around the time that she left me the Brian Adams letters. I was probably okay. in the that was probably that's the era of my life called the Brian Adams letters. <laughs> the the forgery. Uh the plagiarism. But yeah, I drove over there, busted it. And then later, uh when I was dating the woman that became my first wife. She said something to me about, like, it was going, like something dirty was going to happen. And I'm driving around in her mom's Honda. <laughs> and I thought the same thing. I'm, oh, and, and the reason, you're like, I've done this before. So on the uh, 202, it was like a little bit of the 202. It wasn't even much of a road yet. Till no, actually, end. no, it was the 10, 1060 interchange. That's where I was, coming around that curve right when I finished up. 
Right you imagine you if the Riley mill. and Terry pulled up <laughs> next to you? Somebody saw it because it was furious. But I knew I was so fired up that it wasn't going to be much. And I popped it right out of there and put it on the floor mats and then scrubbed it up with a foot. <laughs> Here's your car back, Helen. I said. Yeah, my buddy's mom's car took a beating, too. That was an old gold Buick LeBaron. I put one on the floor mats of that because the girl was... LeSabre? Yeah, or Le Sabre. I'm sorry. Yeah, right, yeah. It was Le Sabre. Yeah, that's right. The big, the big one, right before they switched to the smaller version. It was a huge. And I put one on the floor mats of that. So when, uh, you know, Riley and Terry told me that there's a problem with that, I'm like, well, you know, it happens. Someone spilled a shake. I was younger. I don't think I could do that now. I don't think I can tug and drive now. <laughs> I think I'm too classy for that kind of operation. Well, with those new shoulders, you can get that. Uh, you know you can what? Do it's it, not you know? a matter of being injured, Brett. That's that's not what was stopping me. You know, I'd love to beat up, but my shoulders are so cramped. <laughs> the core institute made sure you core, can. Now I can. You you said I couldn't do it. Yes, I can. Watch this. That's one of the main reasons you never got a Tesla. Oh it's God! If I had a Tesla, time. I'd be standing on the back seat, just throwing it all over. <laughs> It'd be raining in there every day. What else are you going to do driving around? Hey, I'm pulling off here. Anyway, so uh, they've said that there's a problem with that. I understand that I've fallen victim of this in the past. I'm not going to do it again. Don't shave and drive. Don't text and drive and stop jerking off. And ladies, evidently, you're a problem too. Your system's a lot easier to play with while you drive. Pull over like a decent person. You know, double-click the mouse, as they say, and then get, get back on the road with the rest of us civilized folk. I mean, if you see a gold LeSabre blowing by in a person who's lower than the steering wheel, that's me. I'm just returning Joanne's car. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm Sorry, Joanne. Sorry, Joanne. And the better part is, is when I got to the girl's house, her mom was home. So you're all a, that extra excitement. You were very relaxed. Oh, I was, I was. No, I was ready to go. And this time it was going to be per- like this time it's personal. I was going to be in there for months. <laughs> I was going to need a Gatorade table. I was going to need refreshments. You're and rolling in like Sting. We ended up just kind of quiet doing it in the back. It wasn't even a good one. It was supposed to be mom's not home for a couple hours. And there's mom standing there in the kitchen I'm like, well, screw this. And then she's doing the splits and stuff, middle of the day. And I'm like, well, there's no fun. We can't make any noise. Your mom's out there making cookies. <laughs> they smell great. Anyway, the firefighters are right. Knock it off. Whatever you're doing right now, knock it off. And he didn't mention it, but I know the fun of a roadie is only fun until it's not fun anymore. When you bump into that guy in front of you and everything gets bitten off. Ah, garp. Yeah, you get garped. Uh, we got Rock Wars coming up. You won last week, correct? Yeah. All right, so Brett's going to have the topic. He'll get that in just moments. But thanks to the firefighters, every one of them uh, doing their work, and Riley and Terry coming in, reminding you guys that the uh, 9-11 stair climb is going to happen September 9th. Great opportunity for you guys to actually do something more than just clap at an arena for the people who've done so much. Military guys, firefighters, all these people. Uh, they deserve a pat on the back. And every time you see them, say thank you. Remember that. Uh, it's 9.09. We'll find out what Rock Wars is doing next. It's 98. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail.
<laughs> all that new garbage. Uh, there's a Ben Sevenfold for you. It's backcountry, and I am on an Avenged Sevenfold uh, run right now. That is in my car constantly. Not just the new album either. I'm I'm addicted to Scream again, Nightmare, Bad Country, which I hated when it came out. Now I love it. Event Sevenfold. That's also concert psyching rock. They're going to be here in October. It's just ready to go. Uh, Brett, you won last week in Rock Wars, and uh, you have got the stage, my friend. Tell me what this week's topic is so we can start guessing what we're going to do. Well, you know what? Let's let's go with the soundtrack. Uh Uh-oh. For your jerk session on the freeway. Oh, geez, you changed up. All right. That's right. A, jerk, a soundtrack for so, masturbating so, in the yes, car. Your, your Buick Lesabre jerk session song. That wait, what was playing. Are we going the entire? What was on the stereo while that was going? Yeah. On? What would be like your theme song? Like every superhero has their theme song. Every okay. jerk should have its theme song. And there you go. Every jerk should yes. have it. Every jerk is sacred. Okay. I don't know. Are we, are we taking into account that it was my friend's mother's car? You can. Okay. Yeah, whatever you want to do. The full shebang of the story. Right. We get Bradley Cooper to play me. Does he have to wear Jew face? <laughs> All right, a theme song mm-hmm. for a good driving tug, which we just discouraged, by the way. But now you're making it fun again. <laughs> making sure hey, you own the it. car fun again. Get a hat. All right. If you want to help out, Holmberg at ninety eight KUPD dot com. The Drive Jerk theme song. Uh, you can text nine seven nine three six. And again. Highly discouraged from our guests, the fire department. Absolutely. Earlier. But it's still going on, so we might as well put a song to it. And yeah. then you maybe the song will spark you going, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, banning the divinals immediately. Yeah. I touch myself yeah. as oh, right yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And no also, Blister fruit. in the Sun is also out. Okay, yeah, no low-hanging fruit right, with this. It. All right. Uh, it's 927. If you have any suggestions, I gave you the way to do it. We'll find out what Rock Wars has for you next. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. It's time for Rock Wars, the weekly battle of musical supremacy. Brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pawn. Shorter long-term collateral loans from $10 to over $100,000. No credit needed. Top dollar paid with the entire process. Just taking several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. Celebrating... Byron's birthday all year long with special after stuff. <laughs> Again, huh? Yes, all yeah, that guy. Uh, it's the August birthday special. For he his, thinks a lot of himself. I mean, it, yeah. the whole year birthday. It's his February birthday in August. It's, you know, like Christmas in July. It's Byron's birthday in August. All you got to do is ask. That's right. Just go up and say, hey, Byron, I understand. Happy birthday. And he'll go, crap, 20% off. He'll throw a random arbitrary number that pops into his head at you for a percentage off. People are saying it's been 1% a lot lately. <laughs> is he, is he, well, that's the number that comes up on yep. the Byron wheel. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Mo Money Pawn. Brett's going to bring you snacks later today. Yep. Yeah, it'll be nice. Uh, all right, uh, Rock Wars. Well, I told the story of how I, you know, the, the firefighter said we got a problem with people shaving and texting and also whacking off. Aren't you the boys whacked off in my LeBaron? Uh, oh, what would you have said? If the, if someone caught me? Well, no, just after Goodbye the to the planet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we have, guys, aren't we have you a the copious guy? amount yeah. of your goo on uh, our floor mats. Aren't you the one whacking off in your mother-in-law's vehicle? <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry. I have to go take this and put this in my mouth. <laughs> the automatic. You nice. saw, oh, it would have been just <laughs> tape on my finger. It would have never stopped shooting. <laughs> it would have been like Walt White's machine gun at the end of Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's clicking at the end when it's out of bullets. Yeah, I wouldn't have lived with myself very well. Uh, but I, and then the tug and drive uh, and pacing. Someone reminded me of that when I 
dry hump that girl in Payson and then got blue balls on my drive home. Couldn't take oh, yeah. it anymore. I could. I you I was, pulled over on I that did. One. I went oh. up on a truck ramp with the top off my Jeep and threw down on the edge of the beeline. <laughs> Said an elk. But I couldn't do it in the car because the doors were off. <laughs> so I looked like a lunatic. So instead, I pulled over and did less it. of a lunatic. Whole lot less loony to jerk off standing on the side. It of is pacing though. So I mean, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? I, yeah. When in Rome, uh, right? <laughs> when in pacing, when in pacing, beat off on the ground. So a theme song to the uh, multiple times that I've fessed up, unlike you, clam mouth, to the times I've busted in a car. I wasn't in it. Yeah, I've done it. You've done it. You've jerked off in a car. Same thing. You've Got to relieve the pressure. Your dad did it driving away from the house. I know. I've never been more excited in my life. <laughs> if we'd only done it before, I wouldn't be. Oh, God. Oh, look, another little Toledo on the ground. Yesterday, uh, when we were talking about the buses and picking and dropping kids off, uh, your dad, your dad emailed in and he said, you can't trust school buses. They always hit the wrong kid. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jeremy. Because <laughs> Toledo's brother got run over. He didn't even know him, but. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Toledo, your son's been hit by a bus. Which one? The dumb one? No, Jeremy. Ah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Can't get your break. Still got two good ones left. Big-headed idiot. <laughs> uh, so the theme song for, you know, tossing in uh, that lady's car. And not doing it ever again. That's enough. Knock it off. Uh, Brett, who would you like to go first? Uh, well, the song's started with you, so this is you. Go well, ahead. Well, I mean, I can tell first. you from my own perspective, yeah. it's a horribly pathetic situation to be in. <laughs> to jerk off in someone's car, so... Uh, you kind of realize your element and what you are, and this says it the best. <laughs> Nothing sexier than a love song to you, reminding you, you're, you're alone, man. And never more alone in that moment than Joanne Halstead's vehicle throwing it down on her beautiful Buick floor mats. Is that the girl's name or the mom's name? Mom's name. Oh. That's Mark's mom's name. And then Helen. Helen Peck was the other lady that beat off in her car. <laughs> yeah, Eric Carmen, all by myself. It pretty much says it all. Brady? Brady. All right, well, I went the route that, uh, you know, you don't go, you want to listen to a song that's too fast, too aggressive. You're operating your machine. You want to be smooth. You want to be seduced by a woman. Charday, smooth operator. Oh, this is actually. We might as well have a charcuterie. Sexy stuff. Brady's got a little charcuterie and some champagne. You got to take the bow tie off your dick. He's in a little tuxedo, ready for the night out. Light a candle. No need to ask. He's a smooth operator. Ooh, I like it. Let me see if it works. I'll be right back. Where's John going? Yeah, I can talk to this. They're going coast to coast. Coast to coast, LA to Chicago, Western face. What is he saying right there? Western face? I mean, sure, Western face. Jew face. No, no, they're not. Stop it. I knew you were going to abuse that. I've been waiting all show to use it. I've been waiting. waiting. Just because it's in the news doesn't mean it's a word for you. It's like Christmas Day for now. That was almost the topic of Rock Wars today, but I decided to go against it. Song for Jewface? Yes. No. You can just see Kurt Vesley. Hey, happy birthday. I got you a new word. It's Jewface. I get to use it. No. It's true. No. Not a word for use just because Bradley Cooper's doing it. 
Knock it off. Sorry, Larry. <laughs> yeah, Larry's here. Not quit it. <laughs> Go ahead, Brett. All right. Uh, this one just seems appropriate for pretty much anybody that's got to do it in the car. And uh, part of the lyrics are, you get in the heat, you get in a sulk, but you still keep beating your meat to a pulp. Wow. This is Direct. Orgasm Attic from the Buzzcocks. <laughs> I giggled for half an hour at the warehouse on Longmore and Baselar Southern when I saw their album. This is the band for real. <laughs> The bus got. You get in the heat, you get in the salt, but you still keep a beat and you meet to pulp and yawn all casomatics. All right. Yawn There's all. some truth to that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, you can vote away for Brett's incredible topic today, jackass. It wasn't just. <laughs> it's a good one. No, there's nothing about it. Uh, it just happens to be. It's from the heart. Right. It's a trigger. Uh, and I knew you'd say it eventually. Once, once the Bradley Cooper story broke this morning, I knew Brett was like, I got it. <laughs> it's a dream. Tip of my tongue. Show. Give me a reason. Uh, if you want to vote, Holmberg at 98kupd.com. Uh, will it be Eric Carmen all by myself? That's a vote for me. Will it be Brady's song? Uh, Indigo Girls, I Search for the Meaning. What was it? Sardet. Sardet, that's right. Sardet. Operator. So, soothing operation. And then, of course, uh, Brett's song, The Buzzcocks. Uh, don't touch that thing. Orgasmatic. Oh, that's it. Uh, if you want to vote for those boys, that's how you do it. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can call 585-9800. You can text 97936. We'll have a winner next. It's 98. I hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? 98 so come and get it. It's uh, the Bisquick yeah. right there. I uh, can't help but love that one after the the Alopecia Palooza performance that we did. And I got <laughs> so used to singing that thing. Now when it's on, I turn it up, for God's sake. I'm a Biscuit fan. Where is our Biscuit fan, by the way? Where did he go? There he oh, is. There he is. He had to take off and check on the roast. <laughs> uh, we're in the middle of Rock Wars. This week's theme, the tug and drive. Uh, Brett found it amusing that I've been through that a few times. Decided to make a theme song out of it. He chose the Buzzcocks, Orgasmatic. Brady chose Sade, Smooth, Smooth operator. operator. And I chose uh, Eric Carmen, all by myself. It's tight. On the, uh, According to text right now, Brady's causing some pileups on, yeah, on the Yeah, no, there's right a lot now. of love involved in Brady's. Brady's made a, he made a romantic gesture out of the entire endeavor. <laughs> he dressed it up. He gave it a couple of drinks. He treated it like a lady. Uh, Brett, you beat me on the emails 11 to 9. We were 9-9. And then uh, 10, 9, and I'm like, okay, next one, and it was you. Uh, Brady had five on the uh, text. What do you got over there? Uh, text right now, it's tied. You're with all of three of you are within three votes. Holy cow, that's tight. So you can keep texting 97936. Nice. This one says, I'm voting for the Goomba. <laughs> John, your song is too depressing to whack to. And someone tell Pop Pop there's no R in Sade's name. <laughs> sardines. He's thinking sardines. Shardy. Nice shardy for your wiener. Uh, Got to give it to Pop Pop today. Uh, it's just nice when one of those mentals gets to have a good day and feel like a winner. You know, I want to help him out. Uh, this one says, got to go with Brett and the Buzzcocks, even though he said not to uh, go for low-hanging fruit and then went for a band who actually is the lowest-hanging fruit by name and song. Brady for the win. Anyone who's ever done that. Knows, in fact, you do not operate smoothly. From behind, it looks like you're having a full-blown seizure. <laughs> 85 miles an hour and radically swerving all over. Brady, I'm proud of you. 
Uh, this one says, uh, might have to go with Brady. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> Changed my mind last minute. Brett. Uh, Brett's love and admiration for himself is just so mind-bogglingly. Or Brady's love and admiration for himself is mind-boggling and insane. I'm in awe. Remember Celebrate Me Home? Now he's making love to his own hand with love songs from Sade. He's a smooth operator. He turned a dirty road jerk session into something beautiful and affirming. That's a glorious thing. Uh, I love that Sade. Back in high school, Friday nights, I'd put it on and watch Cinemax and mute while dry humping and throwing fingers in people. <laughs> Nowadays, I play the greatest hits and bang my girlfriend, Nathan from Tucson. Oh, I thought you were going to go. <laughs> That's where I was going. From uh, Hacienda Healthcare. Uh, never thought I'd type this in an email to anyone. Buzzcocks for the win, no doubt. <laughs> That's the first thing that jumped in my head. Really? Uh, this one says, uh, whoops, wrong one. It says, uh, Brady, you turned me on a little bit today. I got to run out to the car and tug one out and see how this goes. <laughs> uh, where the hell does Brett find these bands? That song's hilarious. However, if I'm going for the best song on the topic, as you're alone in your car, meat in your hand, Steering wheel on the other. Just got to go with you, my liege. It's so sad. I vote for John. I'm going to say this one. John, I pick you only because I can picture you crying no, on the roadside, but I can only see you from the neck up. Yeah. Just yeah. in tears. Yeah, just, <laughs> and those aren't tears. <laughs> oh. I'm a squirter. I uh, got to go with you, Holmberg, this week in Rock Wars. It's sad. It's lonely. It's pathetic. It fits perfectly. Well done. Solid choice by Brady. Uh, solid second place. Um, Brady, decent selection. It's nice and smooth. Great tempo. The act involved needs that kind of beats per minute. <laughs> Bert, you sick sadist. I love it. You win this week. Uh, and as, this one just came in on it. As much as I dislike Wop Face, I vote for him this Whoa. week. Wop Face, because he must be a Jew. <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, all right, shut it down. All right, results are in, and Brady takes the text. All right. Damn it. This is a tight one, John G., uh, we'll do the uh, calls as the other thing. So what do yeah, we got? One through five. One through five. Number four. Number four is text. Brady wins. Brady wins yes. it. We get a little <laughs> Chardet, as it were. Really? Chade. That's your fourth different pronunciation. Yeah. Chade is a new one. <laughs> Chade. You know, the hot Indian. I think he was on Down for Love. The Mocha Broad. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> this song's long. Yeah, play the radio one, uh, no, please. No, it's four, four minutes. Aruba, Your song was the longest. I, wanna I didn't realize it's stolen. Seven and a half minutes. All by myself is seven and a half minutes? That's how long he cries. I could finish that <laughs> two minutes. All right. This has to be the first time. Wow. 5,800 degrees out there at Sade. Smooth operator. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Right about now, the sock is doing all the work on the... Running it in. Don't, don't black like that, guy. All right, now we're going to have the moms on the phones telling us the last time their kids missed their homework assignment. <laughs> the pop radio. Would you say it was a broham? If there's any of those left in this city, everybody's looking yeah. right now. Well, I can tell you, the, it was gold. 
and it was uh, ugly. It was a Buick, and it was an '85. They have that vinyl. What do you call that? Vinyl top? No, no, no. The carriage no, the, top. No, didn't carriage have that. top. I don't think so. It was a beast of a car, though. I had to drive it first. I don't remember why. I was driving Mark's mom's car. That wasn't the good one, though. The good or one. Landau. The Landau roof. That's right. <laughs> that the good one was when I drove the ex's mom's Honda. It was a little Honda SUV. Something. It wasn't like a Rav. Maybe it was. Did you say that one was out of spite? No, that was because uh, her daughter. When you pick up, uh, where are you going? I'm going to pick your mom's car up at that thing. And I was supposed to drive it to her, get her, and go. And then she said something about getting it on. And I'm like, well, I want to last a little bit. I want to make this matter. And I knew I was all riled up, so I tugged one off in the car. Then gave her the goods. And then we went and slopped back in her mom's car to give her mom's car back to her. It had dried by then. So there's that. <laughs> yep. Rolled the windows down. You know, extra quick dry. Who raised me? Like this. For a while there, from and it, you know, it didn't. Eh, it's pretty much the same. I, if I was a dog, all I'd do is hump legs. Like there's something wrong with me. It's just not normal to behave that way and be okay with it. Whoops, sorry. What? <laughs> well, right. Anyway, uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends over at React Defense. Dot com, the home of Tactical Black self-defense training. And I just got another thing, tacticalblackvault.com. The guys from Shinedown, the guys from Mudvayne who are here. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Sanjay has uh, hit them up, and they're eyeballing the stuff at Tactical Black Vault because uh, Jenna and Josh are building guitar picks, not picks like that, the pick guards, and then uh, the knobs for these things. They're making these. They're making all sorts of noise doing this. The, the guitarist from Dead just popped by and bought a bunch of these knobs. I know it sounds weird, but they've made this like a little side industry that's going crazy. If you're a musician, check out tacticalblackvault.com and see what Josh has there. If you've got a guitar you want to spruce up, John, you should see this stuff. You would, have you seen it? They're awesome, right? And the pick guards are incredible. Like Jenna just sent me a couple more for this. Like she worked on over the week. They're amazing. Uh, so if you're a musician, you want to dress your guitar up a little bit, check that out. And then, of course, that's just a little side project. They're not doing that as like main business stuff. That's just me bragging on them. Uh, but if you want to get up there and check out reactdefense.com, now's the time to do it. Get into that eight months. It's your freshman year of self-defense. And by the time you're out of it, you're going to know more than every other uneducated person out there. You're going to be blown away at the things you're taught and the shape you're getting in. I'm doing their 90-day challenge with them, which is a – talk about a challenge. It's to get you in shape with results, not just back to a certain weight. The scale doesn't matter with this. It's about getting you into the pants you want to wear. My goal is 32-inch jeans. 33 is wildly comfortable. Get me into 32s. I'm 34 now. And they're comfortable, but they're not 33s. And I want to go down there and add uh, muscle. So the weight will actually go up in my 90-day challenge while I'm doing the right thing. And I shed all the crap. They're experts in their field. They know about self-defense. They know about fitness. They know about nutrition. They can help you through this. That 90-day challenge is sold out because I can't keep up with all the people that want it. But you can get in line for it when the next when they get one person kind of on their own. They'll take on the next one. So check all that out, too. This place is a, it's designed to make you a better person. If you're up for it, you should do it. ReactDefense.com. Phoenix, Glendale, Chandler. That's where you go. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain me. July, uh, this past July, marked the first time traditional broadcast and cable TV networks accounted for less than 50% of television viewership. Yeah. It's like 46, right? Something like that. I saw the story. Yeah. yeah and crazy. Then, um, streaming services... About thirty nine percent. Then there's eleven and a half percent, which fell under categories like uh, playing video games, 
Yeah, just using the TV different. Yeah. I know you've said it before, but watching TV the old way like we used to, like appointment TV is gone. It's over. Long gone. And I miss it. I like the Even last TV. night with uh, the Jets on Hard Knocks, I was I had to be reminded, and you can go back to that anytime. Here's the thing that it's killing for me, because just having recently cut the cord, without numbers for channels to right. go to, I now seek out South Park, for instance, which I absolutely love. Right. I'm not going to do that anymore. And pick episodes I want. I like the shuffle yes. aspect of which one's on. Yep. You know? Or they do that the eight episodes in a row. You'll watch most of them. And I don't know. Maybe it's a feature I don't know. But, like, if I go to the South Park series, is there an option for me to just hit shuffle and have it play? Oh, there should be. That'd be great. Because that's what they did with the uh, iPod. Yep. And then when it first came out. And then it became what we have on our phones. And shuffle is the only way I can do it. Because I don't want to program a television network when I go home. I want it brought to me. Especially when it's not, what's the word, is it episodic, I guess, where yeah. you have to follow along right. in order? Yeah, it's just like, fun. Yeah. And most of those channels also do like um, like Hogan's Heroes or their old school ones. They'll do like three episodes, then roll into another. Right. Mash three What three I episodes. want, oh, you mean like me TV and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. I want a network to design its programming, and then I can just kind of stumble out. Like, I want mindless nonsense, the boob tube. And what I'm finding in one week of having... I watch more sports, which is weird, and news, which is weird. Because I'm like, well, this is just going to be new to me. All the other stuff is reruns, and I I used to like to find reruns. I'm, I'm struggling with, like, not having TV just there for me. Now it's actually kind of a job. Because, right, Hard Knocks was on at 7 last yeah. night. I still programmed myself to watch it at 7. I could have watched it any time after yeah. that, but it was 7 o'clock. It was on. But you still, you don't watch, you know, like the old days, it's like, Oh, great. Smoking a bandit's on again. But yes. I'm going to watch it anyway. Exactly. You know, yeah. Those are, that moment's gone yeah, for now me. now you got to search it yeah. out. It's like, oh, okay. Because I don't have that moment where I can text Brett and go, Casino's on again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for it'll be on a regular channel that I have on YouTube TV. But otherwise, it's when I want it to be on. And sometimes I like the surprise element. How many times have you watched Casino and didn't plan on watching Casino? Every, <laughs> Every single time. time. Every yeah. time. I love that movie. And I every time it's a tradition, I text you, Smokey oh, yeah. and the Bandit, same Absolutely. thing. Yeah. I text Brett, uh, Channel 561, Smokey, <laughs> and, and you were a casino or Smokey? I'm like, uh, Smokey <laughs> one. A newly discovered snake species uh, in the Andes Mountains of Peru has been named after Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's a little 16-inch snake. It's got a yellowish-brown nice. and black splotches, or blotches. Um. <laughs> Tachymenoides Harrison Forty is the nice. name of this. Of course, they're it's named the sixteen-inch snake after uh, Indy. Are you hoping that Christy comes up with one so you can be the Bradyus Boganus? I'll be Bradyus Boganus, <laughs> a, a four-inch snake. Four-inch, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But Ronnie thinks it's eight, and if you get it excited, it gets to five and a half inches. It's four by four. <laughs> the block, <laughs> the Brady block. There's this weird little cube chasing me around the backyard. That's a Brady snake. Throw it a glizzy, you'll be fine. Harrison uh, commented that uh, the scientists keep naming critters after me, but always ones that terrify children. Right. Because he has a spider and an ant also named after him. And white women. 16 inches of snake scares <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Excuse um, me while I whip this out. Excuse me while Harrison Ford whips this out. <laughs> Don't look at it, Marion. The new show House of Villains gathers some of the biggest reality show jerks to compete for two hundred grand. You Puck, got, is uh, Puck in it? 
That's what I was looking I for. He Puck. is not. He's thirty years so. old. He's got to be fifty-five now. Spencer Pratt has to be in there. Omarosa, yeah. Omarosa, Manigault, Newman is in it. Oh, she used to be Stallworth. Yeah, she uh, must have got remarried. Johnny Bananas from the Challenge. Yep, I know that. Uh, idea. Corrine huh? Olympias. Johnny Bananas from He's The Bachelor. Tanisha Thomas guy. from Bad Girls Club. Uh, Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules. Johnny Fairplay from Survivor. I remember him. No Spencer Pratt. Tiffany New York Pollard from Flavor of Love. Of course. Is she the, she one, the one that yeah. pooped on the, on the stairs? stairs. <laughs> what a legacy. Uh, Shake Chatterjee from Love is Blind. You lost me about eight people ago. Yeah. I, there's one like eight. two that I recognize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brett's right. <laughs> what would you name? Twelve? <laughs> you lost me. The story started. Chris Daltrey was once once asked... To join Aerosmith. He was telling the story. It was, this was the time when they were bickering with Steven Tyler. And um, he says uh, he didn't think he could have handled one of the songs the way Tyler sung them. And he didn't want to piss him off either. And you don't want to be <laughs> that you want to guy. be the scab. No. Yeah. If Steven Tyler's dead, it makes sense. If you're replacing Steven Tyler, it's career suicide. Even it, though Grandma Tyler is no longer what he was by any stretch. He said he could sing uh, Dream On, but it would have to be a really good day for him. Yeah, Other than that, good. I couldn't do it. Right, you just have to play it at a lower. You'd have to drop way down. Well, he Arnell do it. did it with Journey. Yeah, but Arnell, Arnell sounded so much like him. That was a, but they never wrote any new stuff. No, they did. Yeah, but nobody knows it. Well, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah, true. they I mean, did. Never that's wrote true. any <laughs> meaningful new stuff. John G. You know, you love the Arnell Pineda Journey album. Leave the leave. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is it good? You like Dio though, <laughs> like too much. Like you got some weird stuff. But damn it all! Now you're going to make me listen to it. All right, John. That's enough. Uh, we're done. John's going to puppet Larry through the next uh, little while, and he's got himself a code breaking machine. You got to break that code at eleven o'clock. So in about uh, forty seven minutes and twenty six seconds, you can break Larry's code and possibly. End up in this. Where, where are you putting them? In the snake pit. Yeah, that's right. In the snake pit of Metallica. That's pretty awesome. I'll be there with JG. Crack that code. He'll give you a hint at 11 o'clock. Oh, you'll meet JG. He's the mayor of the snake pit. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, you can get in there. <laughs> I know. And help out uh, John in the snake pit. If you can break the code, Larry will give you hints about 11. And you guys have your chance. Get your text and fingers ready. We're all done. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.